all, and welcome back to the latest episode of the 64 Worms Club. Myself, Storm, I'm joined here by Fats, Paul, Gook, and Harry. And tonight, we're going to dust over some more brilliant UCL football that's happened in the midweek. Um, <laughs> we'll start with the Madrid and Gladbach wrestling 2-2 draw. What do we think, lads? Uh, I think Madrid got away and murder again by the looks of it. Yeah, um, it's just it's classic, uh, classic Madrid, though, isn't it? I watched the game and uh, I can say that Alessandre Player and Marcus Turam are lit. Balling. Marcus Turam, especially, man. The link up between those pair is absolutely sick. Yeah, I thought. Um, I thought. I seen the first goal for Turam's goal actually was sick to be fair. Um but yeah, yeah, again Madrid man. They just know how to just get results like points, don't they, in the Champions League? They all do, time. but they're all bottom of the group. Yeah. They I was gonna say group. if they took an L then, they'd yeah. be very sticky for if them. If they'd have took an L, it'd have been the first time that they'd lost, I think it was like four consecutive Champions League yeah, it was. in their entire history. So that's very sticky for him. Yeah, it is very sticky to him. But I suppose I know it, I know they drew, but still credit to Munch and Gladbach for going out there and actually giving him a go. Yeah, I seen um, I seen right at the end of the game actually that both teams are completely out the out on the feet. So yeah, both teams clearly put a lot into the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I but, think from like well, what I'd watched, Madrid fucking they just look bereft of ideas. You know what yeah, was I... mad? That, that that performance came in after they've just won a Nel Classico. I was quite surprised. I thought they'd have sort of kicked on from that and maybe fucking been able to yeah. get a result somewhere like that. But obviously, Munch and Gladbach had different ideas. When is it going to be a concern for Madrid in the Champions League that they're starting slowly every game? Um, um, right it might be a bit too late from when they find that out. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? They went 3 0 down against Shakhtar, was it? Was it 3? Three, and yeah. very like Three half a sha- half a Shakhtar team as well, and then so two half half ten. So you know they, they, they seem to be. I mean, I mean, we opened it by saying they got away with one again. I mean, they didn't get away with it against Shakhtar, did they? But no, they uh, they only just fortunately got away with it again. So, I mean, this Real Madrid team, I think you know they won the in the El Clasico the other day, but I think it's clear for everyone else that they're a team on the way down they're on the downward curve that that league title last year was probably i mean i wouldn't say madrid are going to win the league this year i think the this year if, if it's atletico's to win yeah i totally agree i think that yeah. um i think going into the old classico i know we touched on the old classico already but i think a lot of people had them to lose against uh, against barcelona because of they can see the downfall happening already. Uh, a lot of players that we all agree that are uh, old, getting to the end of the not end of their career, but end of their the best, best years. Past the best, yeah. Yeah, we met, we mentioned it in the last pod, didn't we, about those? Yeah, that, that and I feel players. like even though I kind of expect them to win the El Clasico because of that age where the experience will pull them through against like a bit of an inexperienced team, but when it goes back to mm. games like Gladbach and everything. They're fearless going into games like that. They know Madrid are kind yeah. of on the ropes at the minute. They're going to have a lot more confidence playing against them. So, it's I think, so cool. you, know, you know, if you're munching Gladbach, right, 
Yeah. And you, and you went, you watched them against Shakhtar, and the team Shakhtar put up, and and how in the first half they completely outplayed and dominated them, and had the better chances throughout the first half. Yeah. If you're munching Gladbach, and I, I've, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the, you know expert in German football, I'm not going to claim I am, but I did watch a bit of the German football towards the back end of the Bundesliga like we all did. It's a lot now. and Gladbach are not a bad side. No, they're um, not. They, Churam, they were, Alessandro Player is a good link-up, it really is. They were top at one point, weren't they? Like pretty pretty late on as well. Yeah, they, they were talking the title challenge, weren't they? Yeah, at yeah. one point, they were, like beat yeah. by Munich. They was they were put out at sixty six to one to win the league, weren't they? And then as soon as they got put out at sixty six, they just completely dropped off. Yeah, and I think um, I think the end of lockdown they started to die off a bit. Those performances that had maintained throughout the last season started to die off a bit, and it did. They have started fairly slowly this season. Yeah. But I think the first half they showed what they were made of, a bit like reminiscent of last year. But I think deep down they'll know that it's a it's three points massively dropped, being in the position of two 0 against a team that are looking like looking a bit lost under Zidane at the minute. Well, two two drops. Well, yeah. Well, so you points, saw yeah. at the end of the game all the players were literally like on the floor, like they just couldn't believe. That's what it. I'm saying. Well, yeah. I, I think after I, I was watching it, I, I watched the last ten minutes of it. I, when Madrid equalised and like late with Casemiro said back to Benzema even after that it was such an open game there was like two or three minutes out of time left yeah, and, and, it was, and Gladbach could have easily got another goal to yeah. make it a winner but well, touching on um, Benzema's equaliser does that put him what, what was the start is it 16 consecutive Champions League 16 season yeah it's him and Messi 16, have done that 16 you expect Ronaldo Sports to do it as well, though, when he comes back in yeah. and plays in well, bags. I see a lot of, I'm not slander of Benzema, but can you consider him an elite longevity striker that's been around for the years? Bro, one of the most, bro, bro, he's, 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 he's easily, easily one of the best strikers in the world, still, in my opinion. One of the most complete as well. He can do literally everything. I think he's very, very criminally underrated. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'd like to call yeah, Paul. I, I agree with you, Storm. I think over the I think over the last I think since Ronaldo left I think the year before or the year Ronaldo left I felt like he'd started to die down but since Ronaldo's left he's been incredible for him. I, I think he's he's actually weirdly enough had a little bit of a like you think you're right I think you know towards the back end of the Real Madrid years with Ronaldo yeah I think it looked like Benzema was on his way out because yeah, his performance has dropped but like you say, Paul, when Ronaldo left, Benzema had a little bit of a revival. I think he's seen himself there as the main man going forward. Yeah. Which, yeah, but because yeah, I think people forget, like it's kind of underrated that when him, Bale, and Ronaldo was there, Benzema was always like the third one. Really, do you know what I mean? People never really spoke about Benzema. It's always like, oh, they've got Bale and uh, Ronaldo. Almost, almost like Bobby for you lot in a sense. Yes. A bit, a bit like that yeah. in that sense. And now both of them yeah. have gone. More more obviously when Ronaldo went, that he kind of stepped yeah. to the plane, right? This is my time to shine. And I mean, I did slate him before and during that era, but since then he's I mean, he's arguably the second best striker in the world last season. Yeah. Over a season. Right. And he's the reason why Madrid won the league. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, I was gonna touch on something to do with Munch and Gladbach, but kind of dusted over it already. But Fair enough. Sticking in uh, Spain, Gal Felix. Sauce, mate. Oh, I let Gluck talk about his boy. The end of this game. 
Well, honestly, this is this is Yao's season, mate. Honestly, yeah, he's played absolutely yeah. great all season so far. I said long ago, uh, Atletico Madrid had the pants pulled down for 130 mil, and he, he, as soon as I've said it, he's just come out and started scoring. He's an elite boy. Nah, man. Honestly, he's he's an absolute star boy. He actually is, and I know he's in he's in a side that doesn't really. You, you'd expect him to do better in a different side, wouldn't you? But obviously, he's yeah. there now. But, mate, the other night, he should have had an hat trick. That overhead kid, overhead kid, as well. Because obviously, I didn't see the game myself. I just saw all three of his two goals. And they were, they were both. To be fair, Salzburg, I mean, they won 3 2, and they scored yeah. each fifth minute to win it. But, like, Salzburg actually put in a good showing for themselves. And I was reading before, like, before, the, before that game, they were like 14 unbeaten. What was that, Storm? Carry on. What was you going to say, Storm? They aren't really a pushover side. They've shown that pretty consistently in the Champions League, I think. Yeah. I think especially after... I mean, they basically lost their front three this last season yeah, in the space of six Hart, months. Uh, Minamino. Minamino and Chan. Chan, yeah. Yeah. Which is bad. So, <laughs> it's completing front three, which is absolutely mad. So, to see yeah. that they can still score goals. Because doesn't um, Spalazai... Is it Spalazai that plays for him? Is he Bulgarian? The Cam... Yeah, I know you're on about. He's, he's uh, sick. I yeah, forgot his name. So. Yeah, he's just Sal- a Salabai yeah. or something. Sal- I know yeah. you mean. He's supposedly the next best thing. He's Kevin De Bruyne regen. He is, mate. I'm telling you. Yeah, now. Re- there's a lot of there's a lot of podcasts I listen to that talk. Yeah, there's about a lot of hype around him. A lot of hype around him. But I could not say his name because he's just <laughs> off countdown. What do you but think? Monst- well, I was going to say about Atletico Madrid. How far do you reckon that they can push in the Champions League this season? Because the, they had to come out and win after the drubbing they got off Bayern. Well, yeah, to be I, honest, obviously I wasn't on the pod for the Bayern game. I, I played that back. I knew they lost 4-0, but they had chances at key moments in the game to get back in the game. They just didn't take them. Carrasco should have had an hat-trick that game. But more, yeah. more or less, in the terms of the Champions League, Atletico always go far, man. Always do. Yeah, yeah. They no. always go far, but... And I've I always have I I've always liked Simeon. I know a lot of people don't like him because of the defensive style he plays, but I just I just think they look a bit lost at the minute. I do, and it's a, like Fat says, it's a really good chance for them to go on and win the league whilst Madrid and Barcelona are looking far from the best. But I think sometimes, in my opinion, I think Simeone's times come to an end. I know a lot of people. I know uh, you probably don't agree with me on that, but. No, no. Do you know what? Funnily enough, it's gone a bit stale like, for him, is what I'd say. Well, yeah, but you, you you say that, but they're twenty-one unbeaten, which is a new record for them in the league. Yeah, well, and you know, since post lockdown, post lockdown, um, they looked a bit more expressive in the style of play. And then I was kind of wondering. Obviously, they got Suarez, and he's obviously been incredible since he's come in. Yeah, but like, you just kind of, I just kind of hope, I kind of hope and think he's just actually going to be more expansive because it's like. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you've 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 done years of like just fucking Brexit ball. Do you know what I mean? Hitting everyone on the counter and whatnot, and it has worked. For them, let's be honest, it has worked. It has worked. Of course, it's worked for him. Yeah, definitely. I but, think. Yeah, I just I, I just hope they're a bit more expensive. Oh, sorry, we're losing Gook again because of his fucking signal. Honestly, you know when he went fast forward earlier, I just started creasing. Like, I couldn't Look, even... switch to Wi-Fi for a bit and turn your PS off. But your favourite food here, Storm? No. Is it? Tuna mayo. 
Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Moving swiftly on from fucking tuna blood clot mayo because that stuff is vile. To your question, bro, you're on about um, Atletico. Yeah. How far they can get in the Champions League. Um, the thing is with Atletico, they're a very weird team. They can, they, over two legs, they can beat anyone and they can lose to anyone. So um, where they go, for me personally, in the Champions League, it depends entirely on the draw. I mean, they've had Bayern Munich in the group, so you're not going to get Bayern Munich in the second round. Yeah. If they get Bayern Munich at any point in the knockouts, they go out. Um, if yeah. they get, you say that about they, anyone though. Exactly, exactly. So my quite my answer to it was, it depends on the draw. I think there's, in terms of teams in the Champions League that can beat Atletico, there's probably about four or five over two legs. Yeah. Depends yeah. who you get. No the, thing, the thing is though, right, you say I, I I do agree with you. You say that, but they knocked us out last year. They knocked you out, and no one, no one had that. And like, like that, I kind of agree. I remember reading about it. Um, people were saying it's the perfect tie for Atletico because they've got no to lose when they, people write them off because of how their defensive style and structure and whatever under Simeone. But you know, when they come up against teams like us. They look like it was like this is the this is the kind of stage we're after. Do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they was basically like you said, if they was drawn against Bayern Munich and they went through. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. The thing is, though, Paul, I don't want to go too much into this again because the amount of times we spoke about this is fucking stupid. But I think we should have beat them. Yeah, we should have beat them. I agree. Yeah. Well, you know I agree with you on that. It's yeah. probably one of the best performances we've done for about two years in that home game. I'm still lost. <laughs> so, but I know. That, I know but yeah. Atletico's system, really, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They can, they can say about Atletico. I think, you know, since the, obviously Godin was on the decline, so they got rid of Godin. And then, yeah. like, I don't know, at the minute, they're back four. Obviously, they've got a black, who is second to none, probably best goalkeeper in the world, if we're being, if we're being real. Yeah, he is. He is. The, yeah, the centre-back situation for me, because, uh, do you know Felipe, that this, was it from Porto? Yeah, Felipe. Pemerso plays there. You've got Jimenez still. Yeah, I, know, I know that they've got Jimenez. Which who he's a great centre back, but I don't think he was as good as Diego Godin was when they was in their best sort of period. And they're fullbacks at the minute. So who have they got? Renan Lodi, who's still young, probably a little bit inexperienced. He's quite a decent player. Uh, I do like him. Lodi's good. Who's right back that they play? Is it is it Vasalco? Vasalco or Trips, but it's mainly Trips. Vasalco or Trips. It's not very. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like that back four probably shoot him in the foot in the later stages. Mm. Anyway, because it's not as well, well. Well, like you said, man, they've they've lost the old rear guard of like Felipe Luis, Godin, yeah. like Gabby in midfield. Like all these were massive players for them in this like period where they were successful under Simeone. Yeah. But they have got some absolutely outrageous players coming through. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they've got Felix. They've managed to get fifty million back from Morata, which is fucking mental. Yes. <laughs> they've got Marcus Lorente. They've got Carras Suarez bagging. They've got Luis Suarez. Yeah, Suarez is top goal scorer in the La Liga. So, I feel like, well, it's it and miss with Atletico. I think that's pretty fair. To be fair, I think like- the thing is with him is oh go on, go on. I would say with, with any team in the Champions League that isn't Bayern. It's, 
you, you don't know where they're going to go. Bayern, you know, they're going to be at the very least semi-finals. I think they're going to win it, but I think they're going to the very least semi-finals. Everyone else... I'll come back to that, what you've just said there, when we start talking about Bayern, because I, I watched the locomotive game and I've got some, I've got some questions that need to be asked. I have as well. But shall we move on to Manchester City rolling over Le Parisi? Uh, sorry, not... Uh, I, I, I was on duty for that game. Um, to be honest... Marseille, I've got to speak about Marseille first because Marseille, they're on like, you know, since they won PSG, like first game of the season or something yeah, like that. They've had like six straight L's. Yeah, they had like six straight L's and they literally didn't even lay a glove on City. However, with City, City looked back to the best, like creating yeah, like did. numerous chances. Kevin De Bruyne was unreal. Fucking, yeah, but you can't really say much because it's Marseille it was a very poor Marseille side and they just literally didn't do anything against them I, uh, I but Marseille lost their last 16 Champions League games I was going to say this Harry let me find oh, come on find the stat not one Marseille have lost their last 11 games in the Champions League which has spanned three competitions over nine years <laughs> That's not that's not good reading that ain't for any Marseille yeah, yeah. fans. City, City have beat them. Against, that's not good reading. They're going to win everything now. They beat Marseille. I will say yeah, that you, I know we obviously. It, cri- no one else. To be fair, we did criticise them for not not just defensively against West Ham. That kind of ruthlessness and that attacking edge that they've always had for the last two or three years under Pep. But seeing the goals against Marseille, it was a bit like this is the mis- this is the city that we've been that we've not yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. There was, a few, there was a few lovely goals from, um, I think the third goal that Sterling finished off was dead like slow, possession-based football, and then all of a sudden, three quick passes, throw on goal, yeah, yeah, through, yeah. through down the side. But yeah, um, a good result for him again, I guess. Like he says, there's not a lot of pressure on, well, there's a lot of pressure on the City table because it's a lose-lose situation, isn't it? They're, they're in a table that they should go through. And if they don't go through, then they're just going to get slated even more. They so should, they should top it, shouldn't they? Really? Yeah, they should top it. So who, six points who, after who two games. Got, who have they got in the group again? Sorry, uh, Porto, Marseille, and um, I don't Who's know the third team. Aren't they playing? Aren't they playing Bora FC as well? They've probably got some. They've, all, they've normally got like Port Vale in the Champions League group stage, haven't they? Yeah, uh, I think so. The most bog standard draws. Uh, and Albion. Uh, Olympiacos, so Olympiacos, Porto, Marseille, and Man City. So, yeah, no, should top it. yeah, you should be topping that. Yeah, you should be winning every single one of them games if you're Man City, to be fair. Yeah, they always do in the groups, man, and they just yeah. can't get past the quarters. <laughs> who did who plays up top for Marseille at the minute? Is it anyone? Um, anyone have a look? Oh, oh. Hyatt didn't start. Oh, Tovan Scott, Tovan started up top. Um, yeah, with Tovanich. Yeah, Tovan played up top in a, in a front two. He's fucking crap. He's not crap. He's been injured for about yeah. ten a- months. A- B- a- B- B's post-match comments are funny as well, man. Yeah, why? He say he was saying like, oh yeah, well if Marseille had money, you'd have Pep Guardiola and his lovely style of football, but <laughs> we haven't got money, so you've got. <laughs> Andre Villas Boas in his tactics. <laughs> we know. So I think he got. I think he got slated because obviously they're on like a really bad run at the minute of like six L's. So I think he was a bit snide with the media over in France. You what are you going to say, Storm? 
no, I was just going to say Andre Vias Boas. I've never rated him. Didn't rate him when he was at Chelsea. He's crap. He is a very. He's not. He, I don't think he started too bad at Marseille this season, did he? Yeah, but yeah, he like he said, it's fucking massively. Didn't he last him. like four months? Did you lot? He didn't last. But, um, John Terry and mm. Frank Lampard fucking took over the dressing room, didn't they? And fucked him off. That's yeah. Like, yeah, loads of times. Scolari. It's not Jose, mate. Get him out. That's what they're yeah. saying, it. <laughs> yeah, one one thing I will say about the Man City game actually that um, Ferran Torres back to back Champions League games, no Champions League goals. Sorry, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, he looks decent he whenever he played that Ferran Torres. I've not seen too much of him. Is it? Honestly, I've never even heard of him until fucking City signed him. Mm. Well, Sane replacement, isn't it? Long term. Yeah. Yeah. I think long term he probably will start playing in Premier League games um, gradually, but. Like I said about Sane, he does like to bed him in like three or four or five months, doesn't he? So, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe in a couple of months you might start seeing him. Yeah, yeah. starting the Premier League, which would be interesting. Because I do think he's a really good player, actually, but I just mm. think it's a bit difficult for him to get a regular start. I mean, if Leroy Sane can't get a regular start and ends up moving, then I think Ferran Torres will also I think struggle. The reason that they sort of weaned Sane out there was because Pep really didn't like him, did he? They had a bit of an attitude problem between each other, didn't they? Uh, Sane wanted to leave more first and yeah. foremost didn't want a new deal so. if you're a player of Sane's quality and you're not getting picked you're going somewhere else no questions I mean, he's walked into that buying team when fit as well I know so he's yeah. walked into and he's playing in a position that he's always wanted to play and on right wing so he's not played like that since probably Schalke or the first season at Man City got when he was right wing I believe he's always been left wing since Sane so yeah it's worked out well for him yeah, because Pep seems to enjoy using his... Yeah, that's true. He was a boy, mate. He was a boy there. Definitely. Well, if that's all we've got to touch on that game, we've got one more game to discuss. And it's a bit of a sore one for the Liverpool fans. I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll let you, we'll let you take the reins. So. I, I know it was a win, but <laughs> the injury woes continue. Go on, fast. I'll let you up. I'm going to say to start, yeah. Go on, then. Um, my, my thing with that game is um, you got to take the, the very few positives of it. It was a, it wasn't the fun watch. Um, Liverpool oh, have Liverpool haven't been fun to watch for most of the season, if we're being honest. Um, but they've um, they've got another win. I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to the group stage, again, we're in a city predicament where most of the the teams we play against, I think the only team you'd say is a slight struggle would probably be Atalanta. Ajax aren't the level of the team they used to be, no. uh, but we've already we've got two clean sheets in two games, which with the lack of Van Dijk playing, I mean, I know, you know, Midgetland, you shouldn't concede from them and they played really quite well, but we have got two clean sheets in two games and, and six points out of two. But obviously, the injury of the one player you probably wouldn't want to be injured on that pitch would probably be Fabinho when he's pulled up. Now, they've had him on a scan last uh, the, on Wednesday night. He had a scan, apparently. Yeah. And they've, they've managed to rule out the initial big fear that they had, which was a grade three tear. Uh, a grade three tear of the hamstring, I'm told. I'm Obviously, I'm not a doctor. But I'm told a, a grade three strain is about four to six months out. Now, Jesus. What, what they've said is that's not happened. Right. So what they're estimating him being out for is about two to three weeks. 
which would have him out until before the international break. Um, in fact, he'd be out, sorry, until after the international break and he'll miss the Man City game and the West Ham game and one of the Atalanta games, which is, it's not, not great. It's not great. But I mean, you've got, again, you've just got to focus on realistically the positives out of, out of those games. At Atalanta, as daft as it sounds, it's not that important that we win because we've won our first other two games. West Ham, I'd like to think at Anfield we'd beat them regardless. If we should do, I mean, if we don't, it's a bad result. Got the gunman um, though up top. Antonio, he's apparently he's out, you know. Yeah, he's injured. So, oh, um, and then you've got the Man City game, and obviously Man City away is probably the the game of the season that I'm always the most worried about. Normally, uh, for the past two or three years. Liverpool can go anywhere in the world, pretty much, and I'm not worried at all. Mm. The only game that worries me normally at the start of the season is Man City. Yeah. The only positive with that is Aguero's not playing. He always scores against Liverpool at the Etihad. And Fernandinho's not playing. So, City have their injury problems and we have our injury problems. So, I think that all in all, you've got to look at it as, you know, you've got to look at it with a positive viewpoint. We're still doing pretty well in terms of wins for the season, bar the, uh, the rejuvenated spell. Fucking hell, go. go sort your Wi-Fi out, man. He's gone. Oh. <laughs> He's gone. Um, but do you know what I mean? So you know, you can look at it in a in a negative way. We've lost Fabinho, but I think other than that, it's not too bad. Henderson was just a precaution. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. And Reese Williams has played two games, and he's played well in both games. So. Great. Me, Reese Williams, Van Dyke, and Fabinho looking down at him from heaven, bro. They're spurring him on. Oi, baby Dyke, mate. <laughs> Get baby Dyke in. Well, they've said they've said with with Reese Williams, the thing, the reason what they might play him against West Ham, and um, the reason being is is because he offers something since Van Dyke's gone that no other centre back at Liverpool has that's fit is a bit of height and a bit of aerial presence, and obviously when you're playing against players like Suchek who's strong in the air, they reckon they're going to need someone like that rather than someone like um, like uh, Fabinho even or, you know, Nat Phillips is another option or Henderson, you know, they reckon yeah. that he, he might be the best option for that game. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I've, I've heard what you're saying. I, I, when I seen the fucking the Henderson centre-back shot, I... That, that's got a disaster written all over it. That has got... ER West Ham is the fucking Anfield record just taking it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to eat a lot of humble pie because I think this week I start to realise that we had West Ham next, like you're saying. And I mentioned that Paul's had, have to, for anyone that's not listening, that's this is the first time that's listening. Paul's had West Ham's nuts in his mouth for a long period of time. Isn't it? They've been playing well. But I said after the Everton game, oh, we're not play up, we're not come up against the guy as physically like as strong as him in the air. That's gonna like really, sh- we'll probably struggle against. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with the West Ham game come, I start to think they've got fucking Suchek, haven't they? They've basically got like 2020s Marwan Flaina in midfield. It's gonna be fucking body off of our defenders. So yeah, I feel I feel like I might be like eating a lot of humble pie when Suchek scores against us. But going back to the actual game, um. I always, I've always stuck by all. It doesn't matter how you play. If you get three points, you get three points. But 
I think actually watching the game on Tuesday was was like quite alarming. I know a lot of and not because of the result and how poor we were or anything, but the we've always said that City will do better than us over a season because their players that they can bring on will do more than what ours do. And when we had Origi, Shakira, uh, Jota, and Minamino playing, there was absolutely zero chemistry, any link up between them, like throughout the whole game. Yeah. And I was surprised at half time. I would have probably dragged all three of them off, you know, if I was totally honest with you. Yeah, I think I, I'd, I think I'll defend Minamino a bit because he did play out on the right, and we all agree in here that Minamino, if he's playing, he should be through the middle. Oh, but, a special shout out as well, Paul, to the. Uh... Man of the match, for me, back to form, I think, past couple of games, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, Trent, sorry. Yeah, Trent he did. Arnold was sensational. Comfortably, probably, comfortably man of the match on Tuesday, but and that, you're not and here. That, yeah. And that Jacob Come on, boys. I what saw everyone up in arms about him making a crossfield pass. Fucking, whoa! Storm, like, I know what you mean, like, it's midget land, and I'm not saying, like, Oh, fucking hell, like, give him the fucking young players of the year or whatever, just because... <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, he played well. <laughs> no, no, he played very well. You get, you get gassed when your team beats fucking Krasna Balakalakala FC. Do you know what I mean? So, what do you want me to do? Say he played shit and he didn't? No, I'm not saying that, mate. I, I, <laughs> I didn't watch the game, so I can't comment. But the only thing I saw of him was that fucking... He just closed his eyes and wiped it across the field, didn't he? Closed his eyes. I'd love to see you fucking try that. Do that. So you, didn't his, <laughs> you didn't see his, his ball in for the pen, then, did you? No. You know, you, you didn't see his assist for the first goal. No. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> so you didn't see anything he did ball that pass. No. It was sensational, by the way. Okay, yeah, touch, going back on the comment I was making about the front three. Yeah. Um, I think Shakira actually played really well. I am actually a bit disappointed that he doesn't get as much game time. <laughs> How is he supposed to get game time then? No, as in in games like that. That was the first time in like Champions League games. And like when it comes to FA Cup games and everything, Shakira will never play. It never makes sense to me either. He'll always go from like the obviously our standard 11 to like kids. And when you've got people like Shakira and whatever. In the fringe, sort of. In the fringe. Like, he's, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't get why he's not played as much over the last year, I guess. But I thought he played really well against them. But. Other than that, like it says, we were we were dreadful. The front three didn't do anything. Origi looks like needs to be get sent back to Lille because he was garbage. Like he couldn't hold the ball up. His touch was horrendous. No link up play between any of them. Without sounding like I'm like continuously slagging you off, but I'm, doing, I'm trying. Yeah, I am trying a little bit. Origi's never really stood out to me as a sort of player that can be. Re- I don't know. Just don't think he's any good. I think Ariga. He scored important goals, right? He scored very important goals, Storm, and I will agree with you. Well, they're very, very few and far between. He scored in really big goal, really big games. But do you know whenever there's a time where he needs to start and he plays out on the left or plays up front? He don't. Yeah, he he's, don't. He, he, he doesn't take his chance. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I think at the end of last season, I genuinely believed that he would get sold. Um. But I think after watch, he went on loan to Wolfsburg, didn't he? It was a couple of seasons ago now, was it? Yeah, a long time ago that was. Um, but he was good at Wolfsburg. We weren't bad. It was we yeah. weren't bad before he came to us either. 
And he, like he says, he's had some massive games. So a lot of Liverpool fans, he did score the goal that kept us in the winners of Champions League. I know, basically, yeah, so. I know that's understandable. And I, I, I do know that. But I don't know. I think it could just be me. It could be, I don't know what anyone else is. I no, I, I I agree with the point you're making. I think after watching him against Midland on Tuesday, I think that was because I think it's enough it's enough it, for me. Really, like obviously, if you're an elite team that's as high up as Liverpool, you should be fucking absolutely obliterating Midget fucking Midland. Even yeah, with, you should, we should. Even we should. Team, I, I know people say like Lampard said in his post-match interview: "says If you're in the Champions League, you're you're in there for a reason." Well, no, you're not. They're the number one team in where is it? Denmark. They just get in because they get in. Yeah, it's not like the thing is with Liverpool is obviously like they're in a they're not playing well. No, no not at all. Yeah, this that's, is that's, so it's like we run about Real Madrid earlier. Real Madrid have been playing terrible. They've been dropping points. Yeah, we've been playing terrible and winning games. That's the difference to when you've got really good players. I mean, I'm not saying Real Madrid don't, but the players are, are getting to the point where they've. More past it than Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool's yeah. Just coming into oh, Liverpool's team are, are in their prime, aren't they? Yeah. Most of them. Yeah, I, I agree. Majority of our team, yeah. Point. Well, I think that's all for the. But all in all, Storm. But all in all, Storm. Two 0 three points. We move yeah, on. Yeah, two 0 three points. I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from it because you've got six points out of two games. I can't say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. But, I can understand this. I can understand the stick we've got. Yeah, that's um, that's all. That's all it is for the Tuesday night games. Do you want to take a quick five-minute break, and then we'll jump straight into the yeah. Week. We'll have a quick break, and we'll be back. Yo, we're back from the break. Hope everyone's had a nice, quick five-minute piss, sig break, and that. Yeah, we have already, mate. Let's uh, let's jump straight back into the mix. We're going to touch on the Wednesday night games now, starting with Barcelona impressing in Turin. Now this was pretty pretty big game. It was supposed to be goat versus goat. Yeah, we got let down with that, didn't we? Yeah, well, obviously we got let down because the conspiracy theorists among us have told Ronnie that he's got Corona to stop him from playing. Um, yeah, I think um, really impressive result actually for Barcelona. After coming back off the El Clasico defeat, um, some really impressive performances individually. Um, but more and con- more concerning for me actually was how poor Juventus were. Now watching it yesterday, I did realise I know obviously missing Ronaldo is a massive miss to any team, but it was such a weak eleven. Like I don't, I've not followed them massively this year, but. I don't know if this is the kind of eleven that they play every week with, with Ronaldo in it, let's say. But it was really poor. Like Murat up front, um, who do they have? Dybala, Kulaveska and Chiesa. That's not a bad front four. Probably Maratta is you could probably replace Maratta. Yeah, I really then, like, I really, really like Chiesa as a player. He's a very good footballer. Very I, good footballer. And I've always said Liverpool should sign him as a replacement for one of the front as a backup for one of the front players. He was linked with us last year. He yeah, actually yeah, I, think, last year. Yeah, I think he'd play really well on the clock. But like, after the front four, you've got Benton Curve, never rated, never really understood. Rabio, meh, bit average. Rabio's but just yeah. a middle nothing player, really. No one really wanted him, did they? No. Um, Forced his way out of PSG. Because obviously, Tuchel, him and Tuchel did not get along one bit. 
and now he's come to he's come to Juventus, and he's not really hit any heights. He's still pretty young. No, he hasn't. He's not done a lot really. Um, I think the biggest issue with Juve is you can have like a bit of an average side, but if you've got like a manager that can you know galvanize a team and get them playing a certain system, then it can work for you. But I know it's really amazing period, but I think this yeah, is a testament to a a rebuild. Yeah, because obviously I didn't think... Andrea Perlo at the end of the day, isn't it? And it's his first season in charge. Club legend. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I, I didn't see much of an identity from him. That was my biggest concern about him. First half, the uh, Barcelona just walked it for forty. Get the. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. My internet connection's been cut. To the game a bit, I had a few chances where on another day, where I could have had a hat trick, I think. But uh, yeah, a bit. Barcelona. I was really impressed with how Piano French on. We're going to be honest with you. Can I just ask who knocked Juve out the Champions League last season? Uh, Leipzig, not Leipzig. Um, who beat Leipzig? Oh, who was it? At Atlanta, not at Atlanta. Yeah, it was Leipzig, I think. Not Atletico. I can't remember. Because I have this theory about Juve, right? They're, the P- they're like PSG. Oh, sorry, sorry, Harry, it was Leon. Right, Leon. Well, that way, I knew one of the like. I knew one of them kind of team. Sorry, Harry. Go on. I, I, sorry, go on. My point is, is the very like PSG in in their own league. They're good, but if you look at their squad, it, bar probably the second best player ever and Dybala, it's it's really not poor side. It's a really it's poor not side. that good. No, no I'll tell like, you uh, what I think about Juventus. Right, everyone bangs on about how good. Bonucci and Chiellini are they're old as fuck and if you put them four or five oh yeah but do you know when you go four or five years back with Juventus this when you get into the times when Perlo's still playing Marquisio's still playing you've got players like god who else did they have fucking they had Tevez do you know what I mean like going back that far they were they were an elite team with Pogba yeah I mean even four or five years so, sorry, four or five years ago, Barcelona were a better team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's four, five, four or five years ago is a long time ago. Yeah, it is. But now, I think... Chiellini, Chiellini has, has got to be 40 this year, surely to God. No, he's about 30. Yeah, he's about 37. I was going to say 38. But um, yeah, going back to obviously Barcelona, I thought they were really impressed. I'll tell you who impressed me actually more than anyone was Dembele. Because I know that he's been very hit and miss since he's been boss. You know why that is, pro. don't you? Because my new room for him has started playing well. <laughs> That's yeah. literally since that transfer room has come out, he's been sick. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, that, yeah, genuinely. Like, interrupted there by the Arsenal goal. What was that? I said, sorry, I was interrupted there by the Willock Arsenal goal. Oh, I'm, not I'm in an Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal household. Willock the Pillock. Um, 
But yeah, really impressive result for Ronald Koeman, which is desperately needed. One player that I want to touch on for Barca, and it's this Pedri. Yeah. He was absolutely... He he was great. You didn't get through a Barcelona academy, mate, for no reason. Lemaisia's no joke. He didn't come through the academy, they bought him. Did they? They paid five million for him. What, last year? No, this. I think it was this season. Well, this season. That's what I mean. Yeah. But Where did what I was, gonna, yeah, what I was. I don't know where he's come from, but what I was going to say is, he had Quadrado on the ropes, and he is highly. I don't know why he plays right back because he's definitely not a right back. But he always plays right back for him. I know he always plays right back for him. He's <laughs> a right failed winger. Yeah, is why he is. He's literally the definition of what right backs used to be. A failed winger. Failed. Yeah. Remember, when, um, remember when Salah came to the Prem and everyone said that he wasn't going to be as good as Quadrada? <laughs> Quadrada didn't even barely play any games for you, did he, Storm? Um, no, because he... Oh, I forgot he was at Chelsea. Yeah, he was at Chelsea for six months, weren't he? Because uh, Mourinho signed him as a backup for William. Because William was out <laughs> for like three weeks and we had some crucial games. And then what a we, sentence. We, I know. We signed him on loan. We signed him on a. This is what's true. We signed him on a three-season loan. Yeah, I was about to say that. I, I thought no. I thought you sent him out for two seasons or well, something. No, like we, that. I think we signed him on a three-season loan, and then we re- we replaced it with sending him out on a two-season loan. But that's yeah, weird. he that's came so on. Weird. I think it was his third game and got injured and never played for us ever again. <laughs> so he was good before. He was good before you signed for Yeah, he was. but yeah, he's a failed winger. He's a failed winger yeah. at the end of the day. Well, Pedri. Kept him pinned back all game. He didn't know fucking what to do with him. And at 17, uh, coming up against a side that obviously, like, maybe, yeah, they're, they're, they are slightly declined compared to what they used to be. At 17 years old, you've got to be... Yeah, you, you're testament be, to him. Yeah, it's a testament to a player that's only 17-year-old. That's Storm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of 17-year-olds, because I, I missed this game... Can someone give me a lowdown on Ansu Fati grab two bodies performance? It's just—he uh, was on the bench. Yeah, he came on as a substitute. Oh, did it? He, he came on from the substitute, and I was going to touch on this. So I'm glad you've mentioned him. Right? If you get chance to watch Ansu Fati's miss, well, chance in the last kick of the game, right? Can you remember when Mesut Özil was almost through on goal? And he did like a pass across. It's like a very famous image of when Özil yeah. was through on goal, and he like chipped it to the back post when he was like in front of goal. Well, but Juventus were fucking about with at the back. Basically ended up with um, Anthony Fatty about 10 yards from goal. No one round him for on goal. And he tried to pass it to a guy on the left of him. Like, there was no way near. I don't know if it was Pedri or it was uh, Dembele. I can't remember. But tried to, like, sweaty goal it, basically. And he was through on goal. No one in front of him. Like, inside the, like, 6, 10 yards from goal. And he tried to pass it. And it just reminded me so much of... Um, that Mesut Ozil pass, but yeah, about, yeah, about, he came on last ten minutes. Fats and uh, didn't do a lot, really. What about, what about Shutinho? How do you play? Don't even think he got on the pitch. Oh really? Um, they had uh, who did they have? They had Dembele and Pedri on the wings. They had um, Messi in behind Griezmann. It was a, to a man. They were really. They was. I was really impressed with Barcelona actually, especially after the um, Barcelona the El Clasico result. I thought heads might have been down. It was a big game for him end of the day. Like he says, um, Barcelona have never won in Turin and ended up winning 2-0. Yeah. So, it was a really good result I'd for him. Like did on... like Barcelona's tweet. Yeah, so, yeah I, I did. did as well. 
I quite people say that the, the, the football accounts they shouldn't fucking go at each other, but I quite like them. I, I love it. I, I love it. Yeah. Who I cares? It's such an irrelevant thing if they do it or don't, but I'm I'm all for it. I'm always here for slander. Any slander, mate, or can I just say the Dembele goal? Now, if we're talking deflections, mate, that king of king of mate, the king of deflections. It is that went up. It it must have gone thirty yards, thirty foot in the air. It went bins. It was fucking ridiculously high, weren't it? Yeah. He deserved it though. I do think that Dan Bellio was probably the best player on the pitch. Uh, so it was good to see. Cross the uh, he keeps on that form. It does because I really do like him, but he has been drowned with injuries since he's been yeah, at Barcelona. True. And well, Gaz has fortunately been able to watch him. I believe Gaz, have you not? Have you not? Yeah, I, when I went to Barcelona last season to watch, uh, it was Barcelona versus Rayo Vallecano. In the gods, oh. weren't you? No, no, Valladolid. No, it wasn't. wasn't Valladolid? The... Yeah, Talk to no, me about Valladolid. I bet he was on the bench. Um, no, it was, the thing is, though, when I went to watch Barca play, uh, they brought Dembele on at half-time, and he was absolutely sensational. But the thing he played class that game as well was Semedo, um, and he didn't play for no, him anymore. So. He's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, I've only seen Dembele play once and I thought he was fantastic. But in terms of, you're right, I mean, in terms of like injuries, he's been really unfortunate and his, his Barcelona career has never really kicked on. Uh, it'd be nice to see him get a run of games where he's actually getting some consistent game time with some semi-consistent results. It's not, but it seems like play, players like Dembele are a bit of a scapegoat at Barcelona. Yeah, I think people yeah, actually weird clubs out. though, like they're like Madrid, like the them fans of those sorts of clubs are just fucking weird. Proper like they just turn on game. players. Yeah, like you look at the treatment Gareth Bale got at Madrid. Oh. Says all you need to know, really, doesn't it? It's. Uh, I think Madrid is the worst fan base in world football. No. Yeah, it is. I think. Do you know what the thing is with Dembele as well? Is people seem to forget how young he still is. Yeah, took words out of my mouth. I was about to say that, and how good he is as well. How good he was before he went to Barca. He's 23. 23, 24. If he could ever see, he plays every game. Like he'll be. Sorry. No, I was just going to say he'll be hitting the Barcelona, uh, the the Borussia Dortmund heights. He's 23. Will Will Dembele ever get back to those heights again with his spate of hamstring? It seems he's got a really dodgy hamstring. And you look at you look at these players that tend to have specific chronic injuries. I mean, Michael French, Owen, French wingers is where it is. Look at Michael Owen. Michael Owen was a Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, and got injured specific, specifically his hamstrings consistently, and he was never the same player. I mean, he was at Stoke in his thir- when he turned thirty. He so, completely lost all. I mean, people actually forget that Michael Owen at the time in England was probably one of the fastest players in the league. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, my thing with Dembele, and I really hope he can he can manage to maintain his original Dortmund form. Because you're right, he was fantastic. But I just my worry with him is how how long is it until he gets injured again? Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's a fair point. Yeah. I think, and that's the reason why I think no big club came in for him. I think if he wasn't if he wasn't injury prone, some club would have at least took a punt on him. 
even if his form's not been great, they still would have took a, a gamble on him. Because I think what the, the situation was, I think Barca wanted to sell and a lot of clubs wanted him on a loan just to see. Because, I mean, Dembele, if Dembele's at top form, he'd be sensational for a club like Liverpool or a club like, you know, City. We were, we were a bit linked with him, actually, weren't we, this summer? We've been, I believe. We've been, perenni- we've been perennially linked with him for years and yeah. years. Um, but he's just, he's just got fucking cheese string legs, hasn't he? He's like yeah. Kingsley Coman, isn't he? Yeah. Well, what Kingsley Coman now was shook the injuries. Finally, he plays every game for Bayern. Yeah, he nearly he bloody retired, didn't he? Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, shall we? Shall we move on to the next game, still? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. We're going to get into the uh, the Chelsea drubbing. And oh yeah, it, it was a tough, tough, tough opponent. We don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here to tell you right now because we've all played Dross this week, haven't we? I mean, you're on telly to Dundalk at the minute, mate. Yeah, currently <laughs> winning two 0 against the Holgate School PE department. <laughs> Mister Mister Lambert's leading the line. Yeah, I'm about to say it's uh, Owen Ellis at left. I will back. say their manager looks fucking joke. I'm not gonna lie, he's fat as <laughs> he, he looks like an Italian mob boss, doesn't it? Oh, me. Yeah. The English yeah. team this, this week, the, the, the goal, isn't it true that like every team in England has won to nil? Yeah, in the Champions League last night, yeah. But I'll tell you how well the Europa League is going on. There's six out of the eight games that are on that are fucking nil-nil. So they're showing you how to do clean sheets and the Premier League don't know how to do it, do they, at the minute? Yeah, definitely. But, but your boys then, Storm, go on then. I'm going to get into the game. And what I will say is, for the first probably 40 minutes of the game, like I don't, I've seen Squawker hailing Kurt Zuma for his fucking performance. And I just thought, we were so spread out at the back, it was mad. Like... We're just letting them cut through all the time. And like fair play to him. Yeah, we, we managed to keep a clean sheet when I thought that we'd probably concede. But I don't know, like it was a very glossed over scoreline, really. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like Jorginho missed a penalty. Jorginho was terrible. Not going to lie. He's he, missed two out of his last four, hasn't he? Yeah, he's my boy. And he was fucking shocking last night. Just um, getting- Before you carry on, before you carry on, can we all agree that the skip has been... Like, yeah, let's get rid of it. It's not going to work no more, is it? I think goalkeepers are kind no, of figuring it no, out. I think he sent him the wrong way. I don't, well, I don't think it. I mean, as in, I've seen, I've seen uh, Fernandez miss and one, Gina, two. No, but no, but Fernandez, the second one that he missed, he didn't skip. Did he not? Well, I oh, want to say, I think they should just ban stupid run ups. Like, like Pogba, it just annoys me. Just run like Roy Keane. Ball in the net. Like Roy Keane on Pogba. I won't even let him back on the bus. Like, <laughs> I hate it, honestly. You know, when players have like, like, like Lyle Taylor has one, doesn't it? Is it Lyle Taylor where he w- watch, walks up? Just fucking kick the ball into it, goal. I hate yeah. it, honestly. But that no, Zaza as well. Do you remember when he had that shit run up and fucking? Oh, yeah, get in the World Cup. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> what about um? What about Maitland Niles' run up? It's not a run up. He jogs up and puts it in. 
That's not. It's not. It's no. Oh, I don't fit. Don't fit Harry's agenda. That though. Don't fit the agenda. Honestly, it's not an agenda. Jumping and skipping as you take a penalty is just stupid. Well, do you want? If we're touching on penalties, the way to take penalties is Timo Werner style, mate. Put the ball put down, your foot through it. Walk four yards back, spin round, sprint up to it, and bang it straight fucking in the net as hard. That as hurricane, hurricane's penalty technique. Just run up to the ball and fucking yeah. leather it. Thing is though, right? I, I know exactly where you're coming from because that is the way you take penalties. I mean, we we we've spoke about this quite a few times at length, right? Salah, Salah. You, you put the words out of my mouth. Most Salah's penalty technique awful. Is it's I've awful. I've never seen him miss, but he runs up and just leathers it. Never in the corner. Normally down the middle. Yeah. yeah even if, if you put, even if hard you... enough, there's no time for the keeper to react, and even if they do well, go the right way, still, still going in. If you just stand still, you save Salah's bend. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Keepers never do that, do they? It's not FIFA. Leave us any time you fucking call your goalkeepers, mate. But I have always wondered, it. though, why keepers don't just stay in the middle. Because I, I don't think I've ever... It's very rarely a penalty gets hit down the middle unless it's like a penanka. Because it's contradicting, isn't it? If you, if you stay down the middle and he fucking puts it in corner, they will go, why did he not fucking dive? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, the other way. But anyway, going back to the Chelsea uh, game, we're going well off topic now. I think... Um, ben Chilwell played great. Ben Chilwell was yeah. great. Ben Chilwell was really, really good. I like, I like Chilwell. The, um, the link up between Ziek and Havertz was second to none. I mean, Ziek carrying probably he was take every time he made a run, he'd take three players with him, which then brought in space. Yeah. Havertz, Havertz is just on his own in the middle of the pitch dictating play, really. And he had a good game. He was probably unlucky not to get an assist or a goal, to be fair. Yeah, Ziyech didn't. No, uh, Havertz didn't. Ziyech's oh. goal was a nice goal. I was about to say he scored. I was going to say yeah, Ziyech's yeah. goal was a lovely... It, uh, there was like four players in the box. Ball comes to him from someone behind him and he just flicks it through both of his legs, takes it to the left and just bangs it with his left foot and just cut, cuts it across goal. And it was it all in all. Like the end of the second half, it was a good performance. But for yeah. the first 40 minutes, I just thought, oh God, we're going to fucking concede here. I can just smell it. I think... I think before Karen, I think regardless of what opposition he was against, obviously he was against Krasnodar, expected to win away from home, I guess, maybe two or three nils, a favorite fine result for Frank. But I was mentioning on the last pod that because you've got all your players back fit now, he's going to really try and get them integrated together, gelling I think, together. I think last and, night was a good, good game. Yeah. Get it going. Which you get clean sheet, far. which is what yeah. that's three in a row, I believe, for you now, is it not? Three clean sheets in a row. Three clean sheets in a row. Um, and then, like you said, you've got your front four that are all fit starting. Yeah. Um, so, I, mean, I think be Frank fit, will be really happy with that. Timo Werner weren't really as much in the game as I think he would have liked to have been. I mean, like, no. there were a few opportunities, but, like, he'd, whenever he'd get the chance to turn and make a run, he was already too far wide because I think... I don't know why. He sort of likes to play off Havertz and sort of let Havertz run into behind him. But then a lot yeah. of the time, if Havertz don't make that run, it just makes Werner look like he's just running it into the corner flag sort of thing. Well, I think from what I've what I've read and on an analysis of him is he likes to be that guy that arrives at the back post kind of thing, like the last part of the jig, yeah. like the move. Do you know yeah. what I mean? As in to be in the box. A bit like Sterling. Do you know like Sterling under Pep over the last two or three years? Yeah. Like, yeah, you'd yeah. always arrive back post, where he needs to be, even if it's in. five yards out, tuck it in. 
Uh, and obviously, it's going to take it's going to take time for adapt for Chelsea to adapt to how Werner likes to play. But yeah, I think you've well, got the pieces there to build a very good team around him. Yeah, all in all, I can't, I can't, I've got no complaints really. I mean, Mendy made Mendy is just making standard goalkeeper saves, what goalkeepers should be making. But he did I think something you're not used to. He showed a bit of a. I don't know. There was a there was a period where the, the ball was up in the box and it could have literally been anyone's ball. He punched yeah. it out and it comes back in and he just fucking he just leathered himself at it. Like there was like eight players all jumping up for this ball and Mendy just comes fucking one hand of six foot six, so he's gonna to get to the ball over everyone. But he six wins foot the, six, I'm swearing. He wins he wins the uh, bumped. He wins the foul and it, so much. if he didn't win the foul, it would have been a Krasnodar goal. I think with uh, Mendy, I think you're going to... I think we all agree, and I think yourself, Storm, will agree that he's not a world-class goalkeeper, but he's a good goalkeeper, solid goalkeeper, and he's going to show, unfortunately for Kepa, how bad he is and how badly miss- you've missed just a standard goalkeeper. A million percent. And it shows against even opposition that are as low down in the pile as Krasnodar. Yeah. If Kepa was playing, they'd have, have got, they'd got three goals. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even joking. They'd have probably had three goals. Didn't just never because... play, did never play for Krasnodar for the first one? Huh? I thought Kepa was in net for Krasnodar for their first one. What do you mean? That, 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 mean? Hudson, that Hudson-Odoi goal. Where oh, fucking... Jesus. Oh, for them? I was going to say, oh dear, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm well confused what you were saying then. Yeah. He was... Because... So, when the game started, they started talking about him. He says he's been fast-tracked into the Russian national team. He's the captain of the under-21s and he's probably the most... Who their goalkeeper was? Yeah, their goalkeeper. He's the most hotly oh rated prospect in Russia. <laughs> most hotly rated prospect in Russia. This is what I'm hearing. Not the Mori, ain't. It's not exactly a It's not exactly a claim to so, play. He, he got, <laughs> he's the hottest prospect in all of Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now. I know that Jorginho didn't score his penalty, or he got sent the wrong way for the penalty. The only reason he saved it is because it hit the post and bounced off his back. Yeah. <clears throat> he got megged by Pulisic. And then the, yeah. other, the it, Timo Werner's penalty was straight down the middle. And then the fourth goal, God, I can't even remember who scored. Oh, um, Ziyech. Hudson Adore. Yeah, Ziyech. Ziyech. He couldn't have done nothing against Ziyech. Ziyech's goal. Uh, Hudson Adore's goal, man. What's he doing? Oh, dear. What, what is he doing? It was horrendous. It wasn't like it was under him. It was like... Oh, Pepe's just... Sorry. Pepe's he's just... So, he's, he's, he's like, he's dived the right way. It's going in the corner. And he's like dragged it back underneath himself. It's awful keeping. But uh, yeah. before, we carry, before we move on, I will say one thing, right? I know we slate VAR on here. I know most podcasts probably do. And I know that um, any like pundits will talk about it in England. But... European referee and still shocking, isn't it? Let's face it. I mean, it's not the referees, it's the the rules for European football are fucking mental. (laughs) Did you right? Well, basically, what I'm saying is, did you see the penalty that was given for the second one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. So, if no one's watching it right, we're in a switch like ball gets sent into the box, seven or eight bodies are in the box, right? We're in a swivels on it, volleys it, heading towards goal, granted. But this defender is no no more than a yard away from him, right? Like not even not even a yard away from Rizzi Storm. No. And he volleys it 
hits his arm. It's not moved. So, it, it, you know what's joke? It hits his knee. It hits his knee. His knee. It hits his knee and onto his arm. So like that is like proper ruled out. No matter how far away you are, even if it's hit your knee and then gone onto your arm, it's like yeah, it's hit the knee first. So it's you know it's not going to be a penalty. And the VAR, that wasn't even a VAR check, was it? It was just no, like, yeah, it was v- Yo, they checked it. They checked it. And they gave a penalty. I could, I could, honestly, it. my head would about fell off. Uh, I know it was it was irrelevant because he was going to win anyway, but I, know I just that, thought... But even still, I, I was sat there. I was fucking sat there in my hotel room last night watching away. When it when, it, when, it, it. when they gave it, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then I come up at the bottom and it went VAR check. And Owen Argreaves was like, oh, yeah, never going to give this, never going to give this. Rest points to the spot. Owen Argreaves was like, I've never seen anything like it. It was absolutely mad. Like, it's just such a, it just goes to show you the like, worldwide officiating. It's just shit. Shocking. It's shocking. It is like, it's, where's Cleaner when we need him, eh, Harry? Your boy. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like I brought up in one of the early podcasts. Since the bloke who's head of like the, that consortium has been in charge of like the rule book, there's been like 240 changes to the rules of football in four years. Yeah. I didn't even it? know there were that many rules. Like yeah. genuinely, it's fucking, it's, it, it's like they're just trying to keep him sending in a job. So we'll change this. Like, because what they've just like what they've done in the Prem, the handball rule in the Prem is the same as it's been in Europe for the past few years. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's Jan regardless. And it's just fucking crap. I think the thing with the, I'm not going to go handball heavy because we've spoken about it many times. We'll move on to the next game in a minute. But um, the handball, handball rule changes every year. I can't remember the last time it was like stayed the same for two seasons in a row. It's, like, it's got to be like 10 years now, every year, constantly changing. It never makes sense. No, no. But, uh, but yeah, big up Chelsea, man. 5-0. Crap, crap team, but good result. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There's nothing more to really say on him. But the next game that we're going to touch on is a bit of a big one. And I know that Gazi... The biggest as well. I know, I know that Gazi's looking forward to it because he's going to have to heap some praise on the on the Man United massive. And shout out to Man United, man. Uh, 5-0 against a very, very, very good established team. And I'll um, say, it's probably the best Man United performance I've seen in a long, long time. Oh, without a doubt. Um, yeah, to, to the plan basically was to get an early goal, sit back, soak up the pressure, get counter-attacking goals, and by two or three goals, you'd think that they'd open up and you get four or five, and that's literally, literally what happened. So. I mean, we we what we were talking about this game before, and weren't we? And uh, you know, we thought that Leipzig were going to give them a game. I said beforehand in the group chat that we've got that I physically don't know what results going to come in this game. Literally, draw Leipzig or United, it could have gone any single way for me. I got full um, humble pie because I did say on the previous podcast that Man U were going to get rolled over, and it was completely the opposite. Yeah. Upper Meccano, Jesus. Uh, oh, he got spawned by Rashford. Me and Damo are on the same wavelength with this guy. He's shit. And I've said this, I've, yo, I've said it for a, I've said it for a couple of seasons where he's been in the limelight. He is not a good centre-half. No. He's never in position. 
Right, he's fast, yeah, but he's 1v1 defending. It's been shown last night. He got absolutely <laughs> obliterated last night. Given yeah. it, he's by quality, top quality player, hold tight, the doctor, MBE, striker, king. God. Whatever you want Lord, to call Lord, first of his name. Come on, on the 70th minute, I believe, and scored a hat-trick. Top, top driller, mate, top driller. We can't knock this guy. We, we can't beat this guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, five 0 to Man United. Uh, great performance. I thought, I thought David De Gea's finally finding some form that we were used he's to. He's fine. He's been ago. good for a few games. He's been good. I think. I think he's been impressive. He's been very impressive. Um, do, do do the teams around Man U need to start worrying, or do we think this is just a blip? Blip. What in the Champions League? No, no. Just in general. Like I mean, the next fixtures. Oh, they've got, oh, they've got oh, Arsenal oh, next game. Harry, what do you think? I think Man U under Olive actually been when they're playing Europe they play well. Yeah. Put them against Burnley, fucking crap. I don't, I don't know what it is. Must be G. It must be G. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's the fact their biggest, their biggest component to Ole is really playing quite defensive and then counter-attacking teams. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. obviously, when you're against Leipzig and everything, I think Leipzig had the majority of the ball for the game until probably about the 80th minute, 70th minute, where they fell apart massively. Um, but, yeah, if you come up against the Burnley or anything, Man United really never know what to do. They're, um, they don't break teams down. They don't they, break they? the team down a lot. Do you, do you know what's, but what's... shout-out to a guy that we've been saying that needs to start. Van der Beek's, mate. Sauce again. Sauce. I just don't get why he hasn't been. He's no. so good. He's so good. He's I, I put it to tie. He's shown as well. He was one of the under, I'd say the, the lesser mentioned players of that Ajax team that went to the semis. Yeah. Massive part of it as well. Massive part of it. Huge, huge part of it. You don't play Cam in a team like that and don't get the plaudits usually. Which yeah. is right, and I understand why people say him. Why did Manu sign him? Because why did they sign him? They don't really need him. They've got Bruno. They've got Pogba, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think he's made a case for himself now over Pogba. I think. Um, I agree. I think the thing is with him. I think we all agree that Pogba is probably as a as a talent as ability. He's probably is better than Van der Beek. Yeah, and Bruno's it's probably the same. Hard, but doesn't mean. That it makes your team play better. No. For me, I'm not going to go into Pogba because it's spoken about a thousand times, right? But Van der Beek's has already shown that he can work in Ollie's system better than what Pogba can. And I was talking to Ty about it, obviously yesterday, and he was saying, "What? Who are you going to drop him for? Though? Who are you going to drop Van der Beek's for? You drop him for Bruno. You drop him for Pogba, because if yeah. Van der Beek's playing as well as he is under, like when he when he comes on." And you've got Bruno. I know we always say he's big stat padder, like, but he does. He has improved Man United massively. And you've got Pop with it that's been there three or four years. Um, who I don't really see any. Um, what do you call it? Like performances, like no more than five great performances whilst he's been at Man United. But Van der Beek was brilliant yesterday. Made up, made Man United tick for when there was when they didn't have the ball. When he got on the ball, created everything for him. I just don't understand why. Why he's like people are going, oh, but where's he going to fit? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you play better with him. It doesn't matter if he's not as good as Pogba. Yeah, this is what this is what's pretty like. I don't really understand about Man United fans either because obviously they're so they're fixated on 
get Pogba, Bruno in the team. Unlock him, mate. Unlock Pogba. Unlock Pogba and all this jazz. But I think there's got to be a period of time where Pogba, I think it's now Pogba's man new career is done. Yeah. And I think for his sake, he needs to move on. Because otherwise, he's just going to be remembered as that guy that went to Man U. They scored, what? Yeah, he scored in the Europa League final. He scored that, them two headers against Man, U, Man City. But apart from that, what's he really done? No, I don't. I agree. Yeah. I'm a fan of Pogba as well. Oh, but no, I, just, I am. I am. We all are. We all are. It's just... Pogba, but it's just so stressful watching him in a team that don't really suit. Because if, you want, if I had Pogba at Chelsea, I'd want him playing number 10. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, off, think, the, off the striker. Off the striker, free reign to do whatever he wants. Go you wherever you want, pick the ball off. don't want yeah. him to hold in midfield where he's just been forced to just like set back and not do what he's there to do. You know what will happen with him? He'll go to someone like Madrid, somewhere like that, and he'll be fucking unreal. He will be. He'll yeah. play, be in the Champions League and he'll be absolutely ruining teams, running games, because he'll be allowed to play in that position where he's meant to be playing. Yeah, I don't know how we've got on to slandering Man U again, but... Yeah, I was literally <laughs> just about to say, right, let's talk Well, there's a will, there's a way. Let's, uh, let's, let's speak let's... about Red Bull. Uh, well, it's not Red Bull, sorry, it's Rosen Ball. Yeah. Do you know why it's not Red Bull? Why? Because it goes against the Bundesliga's advertising price. So they call it Rassen Ball. <laughs> but it's still got the Red Bull logo. Yeah. But it's just not allowed to be called Red Bull. Well, interesting fact. But Red Bull fucking, they were terrible. Crap. Yeah, they did. I think credit goes to Man United for how they defensively um, well, settled they were against them. I don't think they gave really. We, uh, we, heard sniff. A couple, we heard a couple shots of uh, Immense and Harry Maguire being mentioned in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, not as happy was there. Harry Maguire I... and Immense. That was the word that was describing him. <laughs> who, who, who come out with that? It was on. <laughs> it was pretty. It's quite an interesting tweet. When I knew that Red Bull were going to lose, um, when they came out and I saw what Nagelsmann was wearing. What the drip, mate? <laughs> the, that, the most that, outrageous fit I've ever seen a manager wear. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, right? You know when you actually break down the fit, right? So he had like what, like a black shirt, like a dark blue shirt on. But if he just wore that shirt, that tie, them trousers, he probably got away with it. But then he had a black waistcoat on. That and that the that most bla- outrageous blazer I've ever seen. Honestly. Honestly, yeah. Like, Coming I mean, I through like Ric Flair on the touchline. I know this is not like Gok One or something. This isn't a fashion podcast, like, but fucking hell. I've seen that August fit. was notorious for it, mate. He's always had the, like, oddest fits. It's, it's like the worst, oh, like the famous worst door-to-door salesman I've ever seen, honestly. Do you like to buy some windows? Literally, <laughs> look like trying to flog you some double glazing. I said you buy oh, one. You get one free. Honestly. Well, I think well, I, I think after, I, I, that, after that result, maybe he should go and start flogging new PVC because fuck me. <laughs> they were yeah, very it just, bad. It was just one of them, one of them games in Argon, man. It just you have them games where just nothing went right from there. Was just yeah. they weren't good enough. They didn't turn up in the like, like I said, they are top of the league in Bundesliga currently. So I think clearly you know, started the season Nagelsmann well. As well, we know that Nagelsmann's a good manager. He is, yeah. It looked a bit playing, and I think apparently he's not going to sign a new deal with him, and apparently wants to come to the Prem. Which yeah, I think he's going to have I everyone think, after him. I think it. Be, yeah, I was just about to say. Well, you, you know, what United fans are going to say, "Why well, would want him? We just beat him five 0 
But going back to Man United, going back to Man United, come on, we've got to be honest with you. Rashford, Rashford, was, Rashford was incredible when he came on. That goal Rashford. he scored, you know, where he took it past up and Mancano and just I, I, hit that with venom into the corner. Like, that, that goal was just... Boris in the chest. It was just... He had all the pent-up anger over the last few weeks was in that shot. I think uh, I think after the um, the uh, Spurs drubbing they got same week as when we got our drubbing. Really impressed with me against Newcastle because Newcastle, like you said, they are hit and miss. They can play well normally. Uh, Chelsea draw. I'm sure they'll take a draw against you lot. PSG win away from home. Really impressive result. And then this one even more so because I think Leipzig are a better side as a in as a whole um, than PSG. Like as an actual side. Throughout the squad, they're a more complete team. Yeah. And they brushed them aside, really. Like you said, you've got David De Gea coming back to form after we've slated him for months and on end. You've got, okay, you've got fat short left back, but you've got Tellers to come in. He's a really good centre left back. Yeah, he's also um, confirmed of coronavirus. So. Oh, is there? Yeah, but yeah, confirmed coronavirus. So fingers crossed he fucking survives. <laughs> um, Aaron Masak has finally found his form. Um, Greenwood. Not even spoke about the fact that he lovely finish from him yet again. Off Absolute time. bagsman in there. Time, Can't stop scoring. Was it offside though? Did you think? That yeah. goal? I thought. Uh, I, I don't get why it wasn't offside. It's, it's another one of them. If he's offside by a Nats cop, do I care? No, not really. See, see, my my point of view with with that goal because obviously you know we spoke speak all the time about VAR. <laughs> yeah, we is, do. Though, the thing is though, with those goals, I'm not mad. That it was allowed because the way I see it is, if if you're it's, onside or offside by a smidgen, just give the goal. And um, but I was just really confused at the. Well, I'm not confused by it because it's normal, but the inconsistencies with it. Because I'm not mad that it was given, but I just thought, of all the goals that have been ruled out over the past couple of weeks, you'd thought that would have been quite a simple well, one. It's a different competition, isn't it? It's, it's the UEFA's fucking boys that are looking after this one. What I was a bit, what I didn't get was the fact that they, they didn't get the line. Well, they only showed like right at the end where they had the line, which still looked like it was offside, but I'm not bothered that it, was, that it wasn't chalked off because no. what I've spoke before, like it says, it's not about Liverpool. It's a fact of consistency. My, Goals like I'm that. Not- Goals like that shouldn't be chalked off because it was, it's a smidgen. But at the same time, the rules haven't changed since I've last spoke. So the rules are that if it's a smidgen offside or an inch offside or whatever, offside. it's offside. So I don't understand how it wasn't offside. My, but, my view on the way to sort of oh, go on, if you still talk. Sorry. But I bought. I'm glad it was. I'm glad it wasn't offside. The way to solve the offside problem, I've come up with it, and I should be paid for this. Go on then, explain right. it to us. Tell them, tell the nation, Harry. There's an offside call, right? Lino stuck his flag up. There I go. All right. The freeze the frame when the ball's played. All they need to do is go. All right, Mike Dean. Can you go and look at the monitor? He goes and looks at the monitor. There's no lines. Yeah, looks at it. Goes. That's an offside. That's that's all you need to do. Because if you can't tell the naked eye, there's no distinct advantage with the player. So, the and I'll say it again, offside was bought in stop goal hanging. And if you can't tell someone's offside with the naked eye, it's not offside. They're not getting an advantage. 
Lizzo. And I'll bring it back to the Mane one the other other week. Would he have still got the ball had he have been an inch onside? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's Harry me. Quote a fellow. I won't be paying you for it, but I think it's a good. Yeah, I think it's. Go on, fast. I was going to say to quote a fellow worm, he's going to remain unnamed. Unnamed. He'll know who I'm on about. What? Don? The only time you get lines out is on a Friday night. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I can guess who that was. I can <laughs> guess who that was. <laughs> is it? Is it one of the guys that's not been on? Is that? No, We're not going to play Guess Who, but... He's been on. You don't have to play Guess Who, mate. Oh, yeah, he haven't looked, been on. He looked homeless when we came on last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know you mean. Old <laughs> But I think, all in all, we, we, round of applause for Man U. Yeah, yeah, some really, impre- some really impressive performances by him. Consistently given is a reason to be nice about them. But the thing is, though, Storm, what did we say about Man United? Because the thing is, though, we got a bit of flack from some people early on by saying, oh, all you do is stand United. They were garbage. Yeah, they were garbage. Yeah, I agree. But like, but like over the past month, I mean, we slandered them a little bit because none of us like them in this room right now, or not in the room, but in the uh, in the Zoom chat. In the Zoom. But like, realistically, there's not been much to slander over the past month because they've put in good performances, they've beat good clubs, and if they continue it, there's not really much you can say. If they play as so, well as they did last night, uh, they beat any. They beat anyone. They'll beat Arsenal. I guarantee you that. If they play anything <laughs> like last night, and no, they're not getting there. Fucking get out of it. <laughs> that game has got fucking yeah. niche niche written all over it. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see the, the lineup pop up and Aubameyang's fucking slung it right back or something. Playing centre defensive <laughs> mid partner in Partey. <laughs> Oh. I wouldn't be surprised so I'm warming up with Leno's gloves on, to be honest, at this point. But yeah, um, it's been very nice about United, but is there any other games to talk about? Well, we forgot to touch on the locomotive by Munich game. Yes, I want to talk about this. Go on, Storm, because right. we, we both watched it, didn't we? I can't. So when by Munich attack, it's like nothing we've ever seen at the minute. They're absolutely they're creating a new way to play football, which is the way that they overload the box with players when there's a ball coming in, there's must they must get they must get eight players in the box, right? When they overload the ball. However, when they get caught on a counter-attack, and I know that they've got good players defending for them, but fuck me. Local Moscow gave them a fucking run for the money. There was some situation that, that Bayern Munich found themselves in where I thought, Jesus Christ, these guys aren't going to win this game. No, I, I agree. I thought they looked very, very poor. I didn't think they looked good at all. It was crazy. Do you know with the back? Like, obviously, we don't, no one plaudits Bayern Munich for being this elite defensive side, and we know that. But God, if someone if they came up against someone that took their chances last night, they could have been fired down at first off. It was it was absolutely wild. I think never. Um, I- uh, I think they've started the season a bit like hit and miss. I know they've probably, I think the second, joint well, second or third. They've won the last but... three games, 5-0, 4-0, 5-0, and then... <laughs> Not bad then, is it? I'll take back my comment. They've still lost. They've lost one game all season, and I think they've conceded two, and I think they've scored like 22. Um, Not so yeah. well, Paul. Yeah, no, for, for Bayern Munich, they've lost 4-1. For Bayern Munich in the last year and a half, it's like, well, you know what I mean? This is what we're saying. 
if you get a team that take the chances against Bayern, they, they, they can be got at. Because, yeah. I don't, like, I don't want to big up Locomotive Moscow because they're fucking shit. They are. They were fucking, they were just all over them at some points. And I just thought, like, I just, I don't know. It's just a really weird game to watch. And I thought, I'll put it uh, on because no one else is going to watch it. And obviously, we need something to talk about the podcast. And I'm glad I did, really. Fucking. It weren't good, though, the last time Germany went to Moscow, were it? That didn't end too well. <laughs> <laughs> we do apologise for offending anyone with that comment. <laughs> no, no, no offensiveness, just the Red Army. No, <laughs> Moscow, Moscow get genuinely didn't look bad at all. They made Bayern made them look like a half decent side. It was yeah, it was but, a um, it was a really strange game, weren't it? Nothing really happened. No, they weren't ready. Like, I tell you what, though, I fucking I love Kingsley Coman as a footballer. Man. Yeah, that guy is everything that a winger should be. Yeah, he's, just, he's, oh, he's got man, raw he was, pace as well. Right, isn't he? Oh god, the fucking locomotive Ross Moscow right back. I think he's about. He's had, oh, he was about forty, mate. He was having some fucking nightmares. He's again. still in ice bath now. He's he on it. He was getting rings from round him, wasn't he? It was a they're, they're missing they're missing Alfonso Davis as well at the minute, aren't they, Bayern Munich? That yeah, might yeah. be a bit of a little... Well, so, yeah, Teo, that, that's missing. another reason why, though, because Teo Hernandez was playing left-back. Yeah, it gives yeah. nothing compared to what... No, Alfonso, no. The opposite to what Alfonso Davis plays. He's technically no. a centre-back. Um, not like yeah, his brother. Not like his brother, I think. Uh, but, yeah, very good. End of the day, it was a poor, it was a poor performance by Bayern Munich, but... They got the job done, didn't they? So. Yeah, they did. yeah, yeah, that's they what good teams do. Yeah, this we can't really. What we've do. done. Yeah, I think we've touched on all the um, all the main games that we really need to talk about. I mean, no one cares about Porto beating some random one 0 No, we're not. We're going to touch on them, but we tweeted out not long ago. Well, I say not long ago. It was a couple of days ago. A Q and A. If anyone had any questions to send to us, and we've had some sent to us, so. Oh Jesus. I think I think before you start, Tom, I think we're probably going to try and do this a bit of a regular thing at the end of the show. Yeah, try yeah, and get yeah, people, definitely. maybe like on the Champions League episode or whatever, but just once it's a week. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, one minute. I'm going to start. Storm. Yeah, apologies, guys. I'm just getting it off on my phone. My Storm. Storm. I'm just going to, um, Storm, I'm just going to take the lead with one of the questions. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Because I've got it in my um, I know one of the questions would have been, um, with PSG, um, what, what manager do they need to bring in in order for them to win the Champions League? Um, because what elite manager is going to want to play Dijon Mustard FC on a weekend? Um, a good point. Um, uh, sorry, who was that that sent that in so we can give him a quick shout out? It was Walworm. Yeah. Shout the out. wee jockster. Shout out, Walworm, mate. Um, I know that when we spoke about this before the, we went live, I know Fats was like, well, not no one because they haven't got a good enough squad, which I agree with. I don't think PSG have got a... No, 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 that's, that's not my point. That's not my well, point of PSG. I don't think PSG will ever win the Champions League. And um, the reason being for it is the standard of the league. Yeah. I, of, I agree. I completely the standard agree. Of league one, well, and I think... You know what? I think I agree. Up until, Bayern, up until Bayern last year, my theory stood... Quite true. Uh, it's a bit different because Dortmund are a decent team, but up until last year, I don't think I've ever seen a team win the Champions League 
who have been in a league that's been uncompetitive. And I think this works against PSG because what happens is they go against these absolute donkeys week in, week out. Farmers. Yeah, farmers. Um, I agree, I agree totally with what you're saying. But then when they have to raise the game to play someone as elite as Bayern Munich... They don't get tested regularly enough. I think PSG's biggest chance to win the Champions League was last year when it was a one-league format, a one-game format in the knockouts. I think that was their best chance they ever had because it, it alleviates the opportunity to bottle bottle leads in uh, two-legged ties, which is normally PSG's yeah. major heel. Uh, I don't think any elite manager, like we've said, just going back to the original question, I don't think PSG will have any suitors of real elite bosses come to them. I think the best boss they could potentially get is Pochettino being an ex-PSG lad himself. I was literally just... I, I think that's a step down for him, though. I, I, he could go to a much better job. I, I agree, but I just think that he's, he, he's the only one I can see them getting because of the links. You know yeah. what I think? I know this is going to sound weird me saying this because I don't. I, I can't say I don't rate him as a manager, but because obviously he's done very well as a manager. But I could, I could actually see. I could put a case towards Zidane picking up a Champions League trophy at PSG. No. They're not good enough. Their team isn't good enough. They, I'll tell you PSG's what, because he's shit. Do you take him back? Yeah, right? take two out of it. Yeah, I agree. Gone crap. I think I know no. you said I know you said last year was the best chance, but I think they've had far better teams than last year. I know Mbappe and Neymar are outrageous, and two of the top five footballers in world football probably. When, when have they had a better team? Holland. No, I mean as in like as a as a as a whole as like a like a rounded team kind of thing, where they've had probably same standards like Thiago said when he was um, thirty, maybe Cavani. Back then, when they had Verratti, quite like quite young Verratti, Matuida, you've gone. Mute, what? How far back are we going? Are we going like Levetsi days? No, like I'm talking like three or four years ago. I think when I think the year when they fucked up against Barcelona. against Barcelona, that was they, a, had, they a, had a yeah. they had a very decent team then. I don't think I don't think this year they've got no chance of winning it. The team's no way near good enough. You've got like you've got Casal playing. playing. You've got like what's his name? Florenzi is about 38 playing right back. You've got Kiera. Who's not good enough? Kimbembe, I do like Kimbembe. Um, who you got left? Who's, got, who's playing left back? Wamba. Kazawa. Or got Kazawa. He's fucking. Ander Herrera. Demon. I I I rate Herrera as a footballer. I don't think Man United let him go. As in, like, as in a midfielder coming to Champions League. No, not in a midfielder coming to Champions League. That's what I'm saying. No, I agree. But he's he's not a bad. Like their team isn't isn't very good. Currently, I can't see anyone coming in to PSG. We've lost guys. Um, we'll, we've get lost guys. we'll get back. We'll get back. I, uh, I can't see anyone coming in and probably winning the Champions no, League. No, so. I think going on what Gaz says, like any elite manager in world football doesn't want to go to PSG because one, it's it's a horrendous league, and two, it's it. it I think it can tarnish your reputation. Yeah, it can. As a manager, if say if Mourinho went to PSG, everyone would think, "Oh, what are you doing that for?" Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it ruins it ruins your reputation because there's only wrong, one reason you're going to PSG because they've got loads of money and they walk the league. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So it's I two agree. reasons, <laughs> but... and that's why there's a manager like Thomas Tuchel here at the minute. 
He's he, uh, he got his license to the cereal box. I, I'm convinced. He's, yeah, he's not. He's... He knew he was crap when he nearly relegated Dortmund. Yeah. How how we did that? I, I, I... Terrible manager. Well, What's the next question? The next question is touching on something that Gaz had, had said already, and it's from the same person, so I think it's fair. Gaz is back now, anyway. Yeah, welcome back, Gaz. Fans got my fan went. So I think it's fair to touch on. There was another question sent in by Walton that I've got here, which I added on. And as you mentioned, PSG's best chance of winning the Champions League was in a one-leg knockout format. So this question yeah. is, moving forward, do you feel the one-legged knockout route should be implemented full-time? Absolutely not. No. I disagree with uh, theory completely. I think it's a... And I know, I... Why? Why though? Explain to me why you you don't think it should be a one leg knockout. Because what's wrong? Yeah, I can hear. We can hear. Um, There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's nothing wrong with two legged ties. I think currently, I said I started ranting before we started on this. Um, Currently, in the situation we're in, yeah, I get why one legged ties during the pandemic or whatever. I understand that makes sense. But in terms of long term, no, there's nothing wrong with being a home and away tie. Um, I agree. Like some teams can have like really off days in one leg, and then they can call it call it uh, call back the next but game. But you and... shouldn't. It's a tournament. You shouldn't be allowed that. Yeah. But My point think... is, it stops. Yeah. That for me stops teams go like Atletico Madrid usually do, going and grabbing a goal, and then spending the next game just sat back. Like yeah, but... it's fucking awful to watch. If you if you the thing is if you have a one-legged knockout, both teams have got to be at the best. And that's how it should be. It's a tournament. Yeah, but the thing is, though, like, I think with the Champions League specifically, um, you know, with the years we've watched it in the past, don't you think it adds to the spectacle the the two-legged tie? When, yeah, exactly. When, when, one team, when one team, say, goes to, I don't know, let's say a team goes to Bayern or whoever and picks up a 2-1 loss... Or whatever, yeah. This turn the tie because you know. I just think, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of the uh, traditionalism and romanticism of the Champions League and European Cup in general. But I just really love a a two legged tie. Um, I think one. I think one case you can put forward along with that though is, I just just scrap away goals. Then, no, then, goals, then it... away goals is, a, is an important format, though. Away goals goes hand in hand. What Gaz has just said, in if a team's two one down, if they've got an away goal, it gives them a chance. But my point is, is if you haven't got that, that, you've got, but it does, of course, it does. Say if Liverpool play Bayern Munich and go to the Allianz and lose two one. No, but I mean, yeah. as in, like, if you're going to keep two legged ties, then why it? not? I don't know. I just don't think you can't get. You've got, you've got to keep away goals if you have two legged ties. I agree. You can't. You can't just say, "Oh, well, we're going to keep two legs, but we're going to remove away goals." Yeah. My d- although, although one thing I do think is, I don't think you should have away goals in extra time of a game. No, that, that gives the team who's played away a significant advantage in added time. When after 180 minutes, the tie's level. Uh, that's why. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think under ninety minutes you should bang. So it's you draw. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a level playing field. Then you've you've had one hundred and eighty minutes. I suppose you could argue, oh well, one team's had one hundred and twenty at home and one's had ninety at home. You can argue it, but there needs to be a way to decide the game. 
But I think all in all, I, I think that the, the two-legged ties is something that you should keep. It, it, it adds to the uh, the um, spectacle of the Champions League. I think the there's been so many there's been so many games that have been fantastic two-legged ties where if it had ended after the first leg, we'd have been forgotten about. But oh. the the first leg wouldn't be the same as it was if it was only going to be one leg. Teams also, have to go at each other. They have to go at each other. But also, point. how would you work, how would you do it if you was doing a one leg tie? Neutral ground or just a look at the draw that you're at home? Because I don't think look that's fair. Look at the draw. See, I don't think I, that's fair. I don't think that's fair. A lot of teams, their I, home advantage don't mean fuck all anyway. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Though. It can work on both sides. Mm. Or go neutral. Do you know what they should do? Do you not know be sick for Champions League knockout? You know, if they say, oh, it's in... Um, Where's the final? Say when it was in Madrid, Lisbon, or yeah, have or yeah, what well, have like a quarter final at like um, Vincent Calderon? Well, well, that's flat now, isn't it? But you know what I mean. I, I yeah. think like they're doing the Euros where it's at loads of ground. It'd make it much more of a bigger thing, I think. Also, yeah, well, good question anyway. By uh, it wasn't who asked that stuff. It's also an opportunity for both fans to go and watch the game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's answered this question. <laughs> we've kind of gone, yeah, no, and then we've gone. Well, yeah, I'm going not. for I'm going for scrap, scrap two legs. Well, my, my love for two-legged fixtures was cemented when Denver Bar sent us through that time. So you know my answer. I think Torres more than anything, Stormy. Ball. What a player! What? But anyway, next question. Right. So the next question we've got is. Oh, hold on a minute. Oh, fuck off. One minute. Sorry, people. My phone screen is absolutely Got that wrapped in John Wayne's cowboy boots. What phone case is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that so, snake skin? No, is it fork? We've got, a, <laughs> we've got a question from Sis. And big up, Sis. Big up, Sis. Now officially a worm. Uh, Sis, <laughs> Sis's question is, Who's been your biggest surprise player so far this season? And who's been your biggest flop so far this season? Um, surprise? Uh, what is this across across world football? Well, I, he's not gave specific, so I'm going to say, well, yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to stick to the Prem, because I don't know enough about this. Yeah, we, we've, we've done this podcast majority on, on Prem, Prem, haven't we? So we'll stick with Prem. Yeah. Uh, biggest flop of the season? Uh, it's so early doors, and it is so early doors. That's what I'm thinking. Are we talking flop? Isn't it like a new signing flop? Well, no, just someone who's not. Do you know what? I'm going to say Abamyang as well. I'm, I'm going to say Abamyang because Abamyang. Well, I don't it, think he. I don't think he's to blame. I've, I've I don't think he's that. to blame, but Abamyang still scores like by now four or five goals. And he's on one, which is I've, this I've is a it. testament yeah. to Abamyang, by the way, because we all agree that Abamyang's probably. Ugly, the best striker in the league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he start, He has started. I know he's been out of position a lot. You can't give. I don't think you can give left wingers an excuse, by the way, because he played left wing for. It's of the not left wingers, Paul. The man that he's had about. I think he's had two chances created for him in the league. Uh, like he's he's literally. I, I think he's had about three shots. Like genuinely, it's horrendous. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with someone, and a lot of people may not agree with this. I didn't put him there. I know but, what you're gonna say because I was gonna say him. I think um, it's a similar point to Aubameyang. 
in the sense of he's, he's so good that we put him at such a high level. But what's De Bruyne done this season? Oh, I wasn't going to say it. I won't think no, that's, 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 that's valid. And, and, but... and it's very early doors. It's very early doors. And things are, my thing with Kevin De Bruyne is, don't get me wrong, I love him. I think he's absolutely outstanding. He's the best midfielder in world football. But because he's that level yeah. and because he's so good, if he drops a six out of ten performance, it's a three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's and done think, two of them this season. Well, he's not actually done anything, really. No, yeah, I think he did play well. He did play very well though against. Look, uh, look, I mean, end of the Marshall. day, like I say, we're six games into the prem. I mean, yeah, it's probably, a bit tough to judge that now. He's, he's, he's going to probably be one of the best players by the end of it. But six games in, um, I was very tempted to say Timo Werner just to piss Storm off, but you know, I thought he was going to say Martial actually. Because I know Martial always is though, isn't he? It's not I a never, surprise. Yeah, but he scored eighteen goals last season. To be fair to him, was it eighteen goals. 16 goals or something like that. It's not not a bad return for him. Um, and I am ex- I am ex- I did expect for that front three again to kick on. Uh, but yeah, for him to not score, I know it's really rich for me being a Bobby Firmino fan saying no shots on target though. Either. He has got no shots on target. This that, season. that is. I I change my mind. I'm picking Marshall as your number nine. Not even having the shot on target. Who are you picking, Storm? By the way, it's bad. See, I was gonna go for um, lube them softest cheeks as my biggest flop. Yeah, lube. but he's crap anyway. He is crap. Crap. He is Corey. Storm, he's up. Let's, he's on loan at Fulham. He's about twenty-five. Come on. That's why I'm saying he's my flop. But let's as pretend the, he never played for Chelsea. He's fucking crap. As my surprise <laughs> player, hundred stories high. So. As my, <laughs> as my surprise player, there's two players and they're both from the same team and they've both been brought in in the same window. And that's Emmy Martinez and Ross Barkley. Yeah. And, I don't uh, think for Martinez you can say surprise because he came out at the end of last season and he was fucking unbeatable. I, I think Ross Barkley's a really good shout. Um, but I, I know one person I was going to pick it might not be as, as much a surprise to you lot, because I know you lot really rate him, but I'd never seen him play um, that much. I think Lamptey's been fantastic. And yeah. um, I, I knew absolutely nothing about him. I know other people in this chat had said how good he potentially could yeah. be, but I'd never seen it. So um, I think he's got to be up there. Um, again, another one of those players that you rated, Chet Evans. Not Chet Evans. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 edit that out. That's a throwback. Uh, that was Chad that was Adams. that was a complete blooper. I meant the Southampton striker. Chay Adams. Chay Adams. Adam Johnson. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Chay Evans. Take your pick. I'm going. I'm going bad, man. Oh. <laughs> Freudian <laughs> slip that. Chad Evans. Are we fucking? So Storm. You've had Martinez and Ross Barkley. Yeah. If you had to pick one, Ross Barkley. If you had to pick Ross Barkley. Fats has had Chad Evans slash Adam Johnson slash Chay Adams. Harry. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's, it's a tough one for me, this is, right? because I really don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd say Saka, but I know how good he is. It's not really surprising me that he's started the season well. He's been our best player. Yeah. And I, but it's not, it's not surprised me, because I know he's a good footballer. I'd, I'd say 
Wambisaka. Oh, fair. No, no. In, in, his, in his past fair few off. games, he's been solid. He's had, he's had like since, three games, yeah, but since it come out, he's been the, the playing cricket for another side. He's uh, he's been all right. Apart from the the, the one oh, thing I will say is is his text message where he said uh, the only thing I hear you is safe transport back to London. Uh, I is... think mine. Um, I think he's got it. I mean, it's got to be Patrick Bamford. Yeah, it's got to be. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I cannot believe at the start of the season that he was starting up front for Leeds. I thought he was like, remember, like when Billy Sharp, not Billy Sharp. Yeah, it might have been Billy Sharp when they always used to go from like the championship and then they'd be like, yeah, we'll go back to the championship because I'm not good enough for this team. I thought that was going to be Patrick Bamford. Well, I watched quite a lot of Bamford no, um, no, last season because I was from my missus' family, all Leeds fans. And every time I watched him, I, I just thought he was shite. Like, yeah. he'd get on the end of the odd ball and poke it in. Like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be one of them consistent poachers. Every now and then, he'd just pop up with like a fucking scrappy shit goal. But that goal he scored the other day, it's where the... he took about twenty touches in an inch of space, then just fucking placed it into corner. I was like, "What's happened to him?" I mean, to he have did six... look good enough for Leeds last season. No, I think he got a lot of stick for missing a lot of big chances, didn't he? But to have yeah. six and six ready, and it's not like he's. I mean, he's had a few. Like the one against Liverpool was a bit of fo- bit fortunate for him, but like, like you said, the hat trick against Villa was quality. And so... uh, Sensation. Also, I think some shout outs as well. Um, Wilfred Zaha, to be fair, I know he had a really poor season last year for him. And well, I say that I know Storm probably rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, do you, not, you don't rate Zaha, do you? No. But end of day, Storm, he started very well. I think he's got five goals this season already. Yeah. About two, maybe two assists. So great. Steady start for him compared he to. He is a good player. He's just in a really shit team. And it fucking annoys me because if he played for a top six side, oh, it'd be so good. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to go over this. He is literally Danny Welbeck with stepovers personified. <laughs> Danny Welbeck was a bagsman. Was he? Danny yeah. Welbeck. Oh, yeah, I'm speaking Danny Welbeck at Watford here, not fucking Man U. Oh, no. Oh, right. Uh, and another Danny and Welbeck saying, estate. I'm, I'm saying three here, but Patrick Bamford's my pick. But I will say that yeah. there's quite a few honourable mentions from West Ham. Kufal, uh, Suchak, Antonio, <laughs> Bowden. You'll be getting a bubble machine soon if you keep <laughs> thinking about West Ham this much. Uh, Paul's new team, though. I don't know how you do, actually. West Ham have started well, and I'm looking at the table. The fucking. Don't we know it? Can we move on to the next Scroll question? back in your box, then. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a good question that was asked. I remember it. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a question by. One of my mates from Manchester, uh, uh, Chris Fletcher. Oh, yeah, this is just what I was about to read out. I've got it here. Was you, want it? Me, you want me to read it out? Yeah, go on, you read it out. Right, so it says, as much as this pains me to say it, Frank Lampard, <laughs> Frank Lampard has been back at it with the tiny violins. Which manager out there actually gets the hardest time and which are given an easy ride by the press? Uh, well, the thing is, though, it's, it's funny that that should be brought up because I think as much as you know, I loved Slayton Frank Lampard as a manager. I loved him as a player, but I think some of the his point that he came out with this week about he gets a bad time because he's English 
is possibly one of the most embarrassing things he's ever said. It, it couldn't be more wrong. No, I, yeah, I, it's, I, I it's the polar opposite. No, I actually agree. I do. Yeah, you can't come out with comments like that, man. That's no, like I think that was very poor on his behalf as well to say something like that because he's usually. He, I don't know why. I feel like he's trying to because the first season he was a bit like, oh, Mr. Nice Guy. I feel like he's trying to be a cunt on purpose to sort of shake. Yeah, I do actually. You know, I was going to say that it's because he shattered at Klopp once. Yeah, that's all. Still lost. Still lost. But yeah. To answer the question though, um, I think up until this season, um, you know, there's been there's been you could have put Frank in that in that mix of of people who got a bit of an easy time. Maybe because of his inexperience. Yeah. Um, it's also fantastic to see that Pep's finally getting called out for spending 400 mil on defence and it's not working. That is fantastic. It's took him four, took him four years to figure that out. Um, <laughs> as a dartboard. Oh, oh, when Fats hasn't slammed in Pep for five minutes, it's veins. <laughs> in it, this is like the CX for you said you about, yeah. <laughs> no, don't know. No, obviously, he's a good manager, any but like I've got my, I've got. He's my a good thing. manager, in it. <laughs> Let me just right. quote that. Fucking come on, guys. He's all right, in it. You got your blue on as well. You can't be slating him. <laughs> you fucking... Oh, I'm looking, looking like fucking bearing the big blue ass wearing this. <laughs> I thought you were about to go and raid a sh- raid a ship in the Atlantic. Pop up, pop up, fire over here. So who you, who you having is the one that gets. Uh... Gets away with it then, Pep. Gets away with it. Um, I think it's. I think it, it, without. I think it up until a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Frank. I'm going to stick with Frank. I think he gets away with a lot. I think his his tactical ineptness is that a word? Ineptitude is cack. But the thing is, though, like I think he gets away with a lot of it because he is inexperienced, obviously. But you know, he's spent a lot of money now. And I think he's starting to get the the shit that he deserves, and he don't like it. So that's who I'd pick. What? So who is who gives who's given a who's given the hardest time? Would you say the hardest time? Mm. Um, I think it's quite difficult. You, I think you I gravy. Think you see, <laughs> you are <laughs> the gravy comment from Steve. <laughs> Steve Bruce. What is oh, what you said? Oh, oh, how's the bacon? Did you see? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve, Steve Bruce gets a hard time, but I think people understand that he's got a really tough job. Yeah, um, Newcastle is probably one of the hardest jobs in football, isn't it? I yeah. think I think it's tough to say who gets the hardest running. I think for a, for a long while, um, like I mean, Ollie's so in it. Ollie's so out of his depth. It's a bit. It's like bullying talking bad about him sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the press always gets... defend him. I was going to yeah, say. I was going to say the one that gets away with. It's always whenever it's a menu problem, it's always about Woodward. It's never, never about Oli. It's never Oli's fault. It's a hard time then. Who really gets a specific hard time? Mourinho. I was going to say Mourinho. No, because I, I think, don't think he does. I think he does. I think people. I think a lot of journalists like disrespect him, and they always hate, like always want him to fuck up. But some people genuinely forget, like the career Jose Mourinho's had. It's like it's outrageous. He's won That's everywhere a- he's been. So who gets a bad time then? Like I, I'm, just, I can't really think of anyone. I mean, if I, if I get away with a lot, yo, if I was just about to say, my the one than me that gets away with fucking murder is Arteta. I think I don't know. I don't think you can. It's oh. only been like the last month we all agree that you, Arsenal are a bit like. Where are they? 
I don't know. I just this don't. This season is just fucking drab. It has been doom, drab. It's doom and gloom. It football. has, but <sighs> you're right there. You're having a baby. I don't know. Looking for his ID. I think I think Arteta falls under the radar because he's not like I don't know. I don't know Gaza just fell off his bed. I don't know how to describe it. There's a way. There's a word for it. It just, it just, it's not shit. It's not that. And it, I just don't think it gets mentioned in the press because I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Because uh, the main problem is Aubameyang's playing out of position and getting no creativity to him. But the so press likes to... Why, why is he getting away with that? Because the press are like, oh, look, Aubameyang's not scoring and blame blame it on the players. He does, I don't know why he don't get vilified for it. Because I, I think it's fucking outrageous that our best player's being played out on the wing to let fucking lack of the stallion run through the middle. It absolutely, <laughs> honestly, every time I look at that team sheet and I see fucking Lacazette, I just think, for fucks, get him off. He's crap. I hate him. But anyway, no, I, I don't think Arteta gets off easy. I just don't, I don't think he even gets spoke about either way. I think um, someone that's going to be given a hard time is Mr. Scotty P himself, Scott Parker. It's think, about time. I think by the end of I think by come the end of the season, he's gonna get everything that's coming to him. And it's fair play because his his style of football is fucking it's bewildering to watch, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I, I saw a thing about on Twitter? It's like you go on football manager and tell your league two team to start playing a four two three one Jejum press. press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <I read> that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like in his head, he's got this, like, I want to play like 09 Barca. And then he looks at the team sheet and he's like, these are good enough. And they're just not. <laughs> like, it's awful to watch because they struggle. It's, it's also, it's like when Arsenal try and play out from the back. They're not good enough to do it. Don't do it. That, but yeah. it's, I think it's he's, he's got one style of play, Annie, and he's yeah. he, he won't be there. He won't be there after Chris after Christmas. No way. No, I don't believe. Not a that. chance. Do we? Should we move on to the final question? Go on then. And this right, this is a big one, and it's a very it's wide. Hard. It's wide open at the minute, but it's from sent in from Mike so, Mike Solomon. So big yourself up, Mike. Uh, who is going to be the next winner of the 2021 Ballon d'Or? And now I know that this is early, early in the season, right? But it's Bob Lewandowski. <laughs> if Bayern win the if Bayern win the Champions League, he'll get it. He's my pick. He's my he's my pick. If if, but, if I, I can't but, see him, I can't see him keeping up scoring as, as many goals he did last year. Are we right or what? Yeah, but people have said that for the past more. three four years. Paul. Yeah, but obviously he scored a lot more last year, did he not? He already scored more than this point last season than he has this season. I don't think he'll get it. Uh, who do you think then, Paul? Um, I don't really know, mate. Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> no, I think it'll be. Uh, With I think twenty percent cross accuracy. I think, look, mate, best right back on planet. So be quiet. Um, I think, I think it'd be, the, I think it'd be the guy who wins the Euros. I don't know why you're laughing for. But name me a better right back than Trent in world football. Yeah, How long yeah. you got? Anyway, that yeah, a right back or a, or a, a right back or a wing back. A right, right back, right wing back, don't matter. Neither, either, mate. 
No one's back. I'm, can't taking, defend. I'm taking Kimmich uh, at right back, even though he's a shit. Oh, yeah, right, I don't play right back no more. No, me, me. I'd, I'd, st- I'd still put him there. Anyway, um, I think whoever wins done. the Euros is basically um, the guy that will win it. The year, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's always a case. What, it's always a case. If any, if, mm. if if you if you win the Champions League and you're in the Euros, it probably gets to the final, like Modric or whatever. Then Mbappe the then for it. winning it in a. It's what Champions League, no chance. Oh no, what about Euros? Oh, the Euros is coming home. So what you're telling me right now is basically. Can Alexander Arnold's getting it then? <laughs> You know, with the Ballon d'Or, you know, you're in about um, obviously if Bayern Munich wins it again, and we've mentioned how good Joshua Kimmich has been this year. I was going to say, yeah, that was going to be my pick. I was going to say Joshua Kimmich, if because Germany, Germany can win the Euros, I don't think they will, but they can. Um, but then obviously, if 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 uh, Mbappe has a stormer at the Euros, yeah, probably um, wins Golden Boot in Liga. So, um, and then obviously Lewandowski's in with a shout. Um, it's, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? I think for the first time in years, it's been really open. I feel like it's a shame, really, that the Prem's not really had anyone that's... I mean, I know that Liverpool have had, like, people that have come close the past couple of seasons, but we've never really had... Like, it'd be nice to get someone in the Prem that was actually giving the Messi's and the Ronaldo's a run for their money in competitions. I know that it's a bit of a popularity contest, but the, it's just not been close. And you know, I don't know. De, De Bruyne should have been up there. Well, it's January to January. It's January to and um, Van Dijk, obviously. December, isn't it? Van Dijk was a very, very close second. Very close second as well. Like very, very close second. Um, um, but I think you know, if you're looking at Prem players that could potentially do it, um, I mean, if if a Prem player was going to win it, um. They'd have to win. They'd have to be a team from the Prem win the Champions League. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. so I mean, and realistically, if we're being deadly serious, can you see any Prem team winning the Champions League? The, the, the two main contenders. I can't see a Prem team. City, Liverpool. I can't see. I can't even see Liverpool coming close this season. Not at the minute. No, I don't no, think I'm... we'll have an English team past the quarters. Yeah, but we'll. Oh no! It depends on the draw. It, it just. Mm. I mean, you look at some of the teams that could finish second from those groups, like. You know, I mean, for example, in our group, let's say, or let's say, for example, in our group, uh, Atalanta or Ajax get through, right? And you get Atalanta or Ajax versus Man City or Chelsea. I'd have Chelsea or City beating both of them. Being Atalanta? Yeah. Two teams that can't defend against fucking the seven up front. Not a chance. Atalanta wouldn't beat Chelsea over two legs. No, no, they won't. I agree. Which is why they should get rid of two legs. <laughs> For that sort of reason. Oh, dear. So, did we decide on a Ballon d'Or winner? Yeah, Harry Kane. I'm going to say Joshua Kimmich. I'm, I'm going to say Yo- Joshua Kimmich. Sorry. If, I'm going to stick if, with him. Uh, if Harry Kane shaves his head, he wins it. <laughs> the, only way, the only way Harry Kane is winning, oh, a, oh, is winning the Ballon d'Or. If we, see an English player. When the Euros. If we win the Euros, and we all agree that that's never going to happen. And it ain't happening. It, it ain't happening. <laughs> as long as yeah. Gareth Southglade's in charge, ain't we? Southglade. Gary Southglade's winning fuck all, mate. Yeah, Joshua Kimmich is my pick. And I can see... On a serious pick, I'm going for Kimmich. Okay. Yeah, so... Winning the Ballon d'Or. 
Yeah, because it only takes him to be really like, like it only takes Bayern Munich and Germany to do the double. He's the number one German player. He's arguably the best midfielder yeah. on the planet at the minute in his position. Yeah. Probably not better than it's Kevin De Bruyne as a whole round midfielder, but it's it's not it's not the things with the Ballon d'Or is it's, it is a popularity contest. Yeah, but and I don't Luka Modric yeah, but, won it, Harry. Yeah, but Luka Modric for for the exact reason it's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Luka Modric had a fucking who, who likes Luka Modric? Who likes Luka Modric, Harry? Clearly, clearly a lot of people. UEFA. Yeah, Louis for fucking wanky Croatian cockers. He made the fraud eleven, isn't it? <laughs> Rightly so. First name on team sheet, well, second behind Pele, obviously. But, but uh, so yeah, so me and me and Gaz are going Kimmich. Storm, you're going to go Harry Kane. No, I'm not going. Obviously, I'm not going Harry. My pick was Lewandowski. Harry? Mine's Lewandowski as well. Right, well, so it's a Bayern Munich player. So Bayern, Bayern Munich are winning the Champions League. Talking of strikers, we had an outrageous question coming uh, before the show starts. From yourself? <laughs> From an unnamed source. Um, <laughs> is Erling Haaland a better out-and-out goal scorer than Kylian Mbappe? No, that wasn't your question. That wasn't your question was. at the start. I said, no, is he a better goal scorer? No, no you no, no, said, no. yeah, you said that, but then afterwards you was like, I'd rather have him than Mbappe. Yeah, I would. Sure? As, 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 as playing as my main striker. <laughs> That's all right. You can tell me just... there's a time where you don't click on Dortmund's Twitter page and Haaland hasn't scored. He does. He just just scores all the time. I think it's too. What did, what did what did Mbappe do against fucking Mampu? Nish. Because he's st- playing against, uh, well, I say half decent, they're not half decent, they're crap, right? And he struggled. He was pocketed by a bloke who'd just been, at the day before, had his life ripped apart on the internet. He can't run. And he got, he got, he gets pocket, he got pocketed by Wambasaka. Did you just say Mbappe can't run? No, I'm on about fucking Wambasaka <laughs> can't run. Runs like a tarantula, doesn't it? <laughs> A tarantula in Timberland. Do you know what he runs like? Do you remember Bamzuka? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I I, I think Ireland over Mbappe, me, personally. I think you're smoking meth, but... (laughs) (laughs) You're smoking the hardest thing. I think it's too early to judge, I'm not going to lie, because Haaland has got a lot of proving to do. But he's on the way there. Don't I think that I've... Harland, Harland's exceptional. He's yeah, and he's English. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Ballon d'Or winner twenty twenty four. Well, yeah. What about none of us? Did none of us really mention that? Well, we kind of mentioned Mbappe, didn't we? No. About for the Ballon d'Or, shall I say? Yeah, but, but oh god, <laughs> he's not going to win. While Evry's at PSG, he won't win it. If he goes to Madrid, he'll win it. That's yeah. important. Oh no, that's. I'd love Neymar. I'd love Neymar to go to Barcelona this end of this season no, and just... win the Ballon d'Or and win everything. I'd love that. I'd love to see that. I love that bloke. See, I know I don't. What's infuriating about Neymar? Like the, the, he, he's probably one of the players that divides opinion most. The opinion most because some yeah. people yeah. think he's crap. And I think that is... Those people need their head putting in a door. He's proper Marmite, isn't he? He's yeah, proper Marmite, he's Marmite. So it's one of those, like, know, you can either appreciate him or just look at him. I know he plays, and I know that he's a bit of a bitch. But 
he's the sauciest bitch on the pitch, mate. His his technical ability is like it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because it's it's, it's a dying art form. See, it is. The, the man got booked for showboating in a game. <laughs> got booked for showboating. It's ridiculous. I, you don't, there are very, very few players now that play the way he does and just no, like, and he, he's so what Ronaldinho is, was. This is what one of my controversial statements is that my favorite version of Ronaldo is the Ronaldo of Man United because he was just outrageous. Uh, well, a lot of people, whenever I say it, some people have realized that what you know about he won so much more. I agree. Or Man United, Ronaldo, mate. You've never, you've not seen anything like it, had you? The guy was just oh, tearing people in half. The year, what? The year, the year that he, what? The year that he left. The year he left. So the, not the season. The year he left. He left yeah. Yeah. Fucking, he was outrageous. The thing is, though, great. he won. He won United two league titles almost single-handedly. Not yeah. single-handedly, but almost because a lot of those games where they won like two-one or whatever, he was bagging the winners. Um, but I also think the first, kid. the first two years at Madrid as well, he was sensational. But the thing is, though, like with Ronaldo, as he's got older, he's just evolved into a just deadly finisher. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, it, but like Storm said, the, the skill element in football is it is a dying art. There are very few players now where you see people get like proper taken um, off because and like just I, mugged. Shout out Pruitt because I did see him on Twitter. And he, he did say... Pace, power, athleticism overrules everything now. So you don't yeah, it does. you don't get the you don't get the players coming to leagues and being like, I'm gonna light this league up because the managers are saying, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Gabby J with Pep. Gabby J before he came here, he was a Pinecker fucking street yeah. boy. And now yeah, yeah, Pep yeah. Guardiola's got an impressing channels and fucking doing this and that. <laughs> don't know what they are. Yeah, I know exactly. But he just wants to nutmeg people, bless him, and he just can't. He's not allowed. I've seen, I seen someone say on Twitter the other day that he's not a street baller anymore, he's just a tarmac baller. Tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that all the questions then? Still, yeah, that is all the questions. I did just want to say also from in the same tweet, he calls <laughs> he called De Bruyne a fucking. It's called De Bruyne a silky yeah. David Dune. No, he called yeah he called him a fit fit David. <laughs> can I just can I just give an honourable mention? Go on. Um, shout out to Amazon Prime for their question of uh, Would you rather Michael Essien or Bruno Fernandez? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> saw that. That's a, that's a great way to end it by just yeah. not. Fantastic question. And you know we were all picking, regardless of the position. That, that's an outrageous like, That's one of the most outrageous comments. The, the other the reply to the question, Tyrone, would you rather Michael Jordan or Phil the Power Taylor? So, sums it up perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Phil, but with with that being said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. Uh we've, yeah. We've Go on, stop. Run over a little bit, but who cares? You know what I mean. Who cares, man? We've had a lot. Of, we've had a lot of fun talking shit about Fo- football. Football's coming thick and fast at the minute, man. There's football every other day, so lot to talk about. Definitely. I mean, we and would, I told- we would, we, sorry, we would make a Europa League show, but no one cares. No, no one's bothered, mate. Um, we will be back again. <laughs> we will, yeah, we will be back again on Monday because Champions League fixtures are happening again next week. So it will be the same routine. See, I'm loving this, by the way. Just let me, just, I'm just going to jab in. They Getting fixtures all compact. I love it. I, I, do, I love I it. It's a foot game every other day. Fucking so international breaks off, though. Get rid of that. Yeah. And just... So, uh, so yeah, we will 
there will be doing an episode on Monday and on Thursday, and we'll be letting you know when it will be out. So I'll let you finish off, Storm. Yeah, definitely. I just want to say a big, big thank you to all the worms for taking part. Big up everyone that sent questions in for us. It's uh, it's been a very pleasant talking point for us all, and just a thank you to football fans throughout the world for taking the chance to listen to us. We'll be back again. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it. We'll be back appreciate again very shortly. And uh, peace out. Hold your balls. Peace out. In a bit. Bye. See you later. Oh, look-